San Francisco. We are so excited to come and do Challenge Mania Live at Cobb's Comedy Club on September 7th. I'm a big fan of San Francisco. One of my favorite movies ever took place in San Francisco. The Rock with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. Do you mean me, Scott? Yes, I, I do, Sean. Is that you right there? Yes, it is me. The Rock has become a tourist attraction? Well, yeah, it has, but we're not doing the show at The Rock, Alcatraz. We're doing it at Cobb's Comedy Club. We're doing it. We put together the best lineup ever. Losers always whine about the best. Winners go home and fight. No, 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 don't, don't say the rest. Don't say the rest. We've got Abram Boise, Darrell Taylor, Kahana Grindstaff, some of the best storytellers in the history of the challenge, and, of course, me and DKO as well. Tickets on sale at ChallengeMania.live. What do you have to say about that? That's a pretty great blueprint for an amazing live show. My blueprint was in my head. I, I know. Look, I, I don't even know how I'm talking to you right now. Maniacs, get your tickets. ChallengeMania.live, Saturday, September 7th, in the Bay Area, San Francisco. San Francisco. All I want to know is, are you happy with your haircut? What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode's brought to you by Derek's Birthday Bash at Caroline's on Broadway on Saturday, August the 17th. Tickets are available like they are for all of our shows at ChallengeMania.live. But you didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line right now, he is who Neil Diamond wrote the song Sweet Caroline about. That's right. We've done so many shows at Caroline's by now. He's having his birthday at Caroline's. He is Sweet Caroline himself, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, my friend? Man, I'm telling you, dude. I have jammed out to that song so many times. Late at the- night at the bars, they play it, like around closing time, maybe at a, at, a, at Fenway Park. You know, what is it, 7th, 8th inning? They throw it on there. Everybody in the stands. Sweet Caroline. Bop, bop, bop. Yeah. That's right. Um, but you're talking about my birthday party. I'm still thinking about what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas on August 3rd, Scott. That's what I'm preparing for. It's like the prequel to the movie. You know what I mean? It just I'm excited for it. We've got an exciting time. What you're talking about is Saturday, August 3rd, and there are tickets still left for Challenge Mania Vegas. Like I said, go to Challenge Mania Live. You can get tickets to every single live show we have on the docket, except for Tampa next day for WrestleMania weekend. That does not have tickets on sale yet. And Chicago, yes, Chicago on November 23rd. Tickets not quite on sale for that yet either. But if you go to ChallengeMania.live, it's our new website that has the ticket links and infos for every single one of our shows. It'll also take you right to the podcast page. If you want to go to Spreaker, it'll take you to the Patreon. If you want to join the pod squad, patreon.com slash challengemania. You're talking about Las Vegas, D, where we will be joined by Kayla Casillas, Mikey P, Tova Marks from Real World Atlanta, Leroy, uh, Roy Lee, the barber as he's known on Instagram, will be in the house. I don't know if he's bringing his his clippers, if he's going to be cutting hair in the house, but Leroy will be there. Brandon will be in the house. Uh, it's going to be a great time at Barcode Burger Bar. They're putting together a special burger, a challenge-themed, challenge-mania-style burger just for this day. 
I know we have some maniacs in the house who love to compete and like live stream their challenges online and stuff. We might have to get a good old fashioned challenge style eating contest going. You can get tickets to challengemania.live. Guys, that's Saturday, August 3rd. It's coming up. If you want to come and start Dee's birthday, I know we're going to finish Dee's birthday on Dee's birthday on Saturday, August 17th here in New York City. But before that, we're starting it in Las Vegas. Yes, the leadoff hitters in Las Vegas, ladies and gentlemen, and it's starting off with Kayla Cassie, it's Mikey P, Roy Lee the Barber, Brandon Nelson, and holy shit, Tova from the real world, man, that's that's one hell of a lineup, dude, I, this is going to be a blast, um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to tell any stories after this, but, I, but I'm excited, um, and another thing I'm excited about is this podcast with Ruthie Scott, she's been gone, yep, gone. where has she been, bro? She's been around the world in 80 days, it sounds like. She's in Poland. Yeah. She does this interview from Poland. That's right. Poland has come up on this podcast quite a few times. You having a Polish background yourself. But this is the first guest we've ever had broadcasting from Poland, D. What does that mean to you? It means that I need to get to Poland. And it's a sad, sad day that I haven't gotten to Poland yet because I'm 100% Polish. I speak the language. I read and write it. And I even speak it in a different dialect. Um, I actually... You know, funny part about this podcast is that uh, we mentioned – I don't know if you left it in or not, Scott, but we mentioned something about a cameo for Ruthie. She, she just got on of cameo. I'm going to leave it in. Why would I leave that out? Okay, great. Good because I have no idea. Um, but I just It's requested- not like she said that somebody paid her to take a dive and then she started a cameo. Boom. I just, I just requested that cameo and made it out. To be a, a cameo for all the cha- all the challenge mania community, um, but what I think people should do, I think people should just like send her a cameo requesting to do like crazy shit in these on well, these. I gave her kind of an idea, a real world Hawaii themed idea in this podcast that I think she likes. So that might be how she's doing some of these cameos. Yeah, I'm. I sent that. I sent that request, and I want to see if she's going to be good on this attempt, Scott. Um, Ruthie, at Planet Ruthie on Twitter. Uh, let her know if you enjoy her on the show, folks. We're trying to get her to come down to Dee's birthday at Caroline's on Broadway, Saturday, August the 17th. Guys, the meet and greet tickets are sold out, but that's just a pre-show meet and greet. Don't get discouraged. Tickets for the live show are still on sale. Pauly Calafiore, Car Maria Sorbella. We're trying to get Ruthie to come down. There's some other special guests that if they're in town that weekend, they're going to try to make it into Caroline's to celebrate Dee's birthday with us. I'm going to have party favors in the house. People are already purchasing the happy birthday t-shirts that are on sale at challengemania.shop or if you spend 45 bucks, you get free shipping. That's great. Those shipping costs are killer. Look, it, no matter how you slice it, it costs money to get something from a warehouse to your house. They got to fly it there. They got to drive it there. They got to pay somebody. You know what I mean? They don't want, they want people going postal because they're not getting paid. So they got to pay somebody. They got to do it somehow. But they are cutting out the shipping costs entirely if you spend 45 bucks, and that goes through August 11th. So if you purchase the Happy Birthday t-shirt now, D, they could be walking into Caroline's very festive, wearing a Happy Birthday Derek t-shirt shirt they'll probably get some sort of a hat or a noisemaker it's gonna be like a purim carnival in there d you know what that is you know what a purim carnival is no i have no idea but the elephant in the room scott the elephant in the room you said cara maria you didn't mention nani what yeah what yeah. did that, that yeah no you know, she's gonna slip that through yeah. the cracks yeah no about that uh yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so Nani, unfortunately, 
<laughs> not going to be able to make it uh, to your birthday party. But look, here's how it goes, guys. Ah, We've all had a birthday party or two, happened. right? We've things all happen. had a birthday party yes. or two. Your friend says she's coming, he's coming, and then scheduling conflicts, other stuff come up. No, I got to do things this, happen. I got to do that. Things happen. But guess what, guys? The party's on August 17th. We know now that Nani's not going to be there. It's not like some people. We've all had that friend who says they're coming like the morning of, and then like parties wrapping up, you're cleaning up your kitchen with your wife, and you're like, hey, Linz, was, was Sean there? Was Sean there? No, he wasn't there. Sean no show. He didn't make, he didn't even text or call or whatever. And then like the next morning you get the excuse like, hey man, I'm really sorry. Uh, food poisoning. Seriously, man. So, uh, so yeah, Nani not gonna be there, unfortunately. Oh. Oh, yeah, or or the Sean that pops up at the end of the party and they're like, hey, shot time, anyone still going? Yeah, and you're like, dude, everybody's been gone for five hours. My son is sleeping. But no, Nani won't be there. Cara Maria will be. Son, you have a son? Um, I want to say this, guys, by the way, because there are, you know, I, I hear a bit of chatter in the, in the Facebook groups when, uh, when we announced Paulie, a lot of people sarcastically were like, oh, I bet Cara's not far behind. And, and then when we announced Cara, a lot of people be like, duh, yeah, we knew this was coming. Dude, this is a shoot. When, when we, Booked Polly, announced Polly. Cara was not a part of the deal. Cara, uh, you know, not really in the uh, best state to travel in at the time. She didn't really feel up to it. And when I said it was going to be Polly, I honestly thought it was just going to be Polly. I would be a moron with a capital Mo to have Cara Maria Sorbello on tap for a live show and not announce her the second we have her on board. That would just be idiotic to leave that, you know, as a surprise, right? Especially since announcing Paul. Would tip all you guys off anyway. So no, things changed. Cara now up for it. Cara now moving around a little bit, feeling a little better. So you know when you ride as many horses as Cara does, sometimes you get knocked around, sometimes you hurt a knee or something. But guess what? She would not miss your birthday for the world, D. And that's why she's going to be there. Caroline's Uh, on Broadway. Thanks, Cara. She's very excited. But at that. And I'm excited to see her, too, because the last time we saw Paulie and Cara was at Challenge Mania Live Boston, Boston. and it was bananas. Yes. Wah, wah, wah. Not bananas. It was bonkers. That was the night that they fell in love, Scott. I, I got you, the video. Do you I posted think that it on was the night they story. fell in love? It was, yes, absolutely. It was the night they fell in love. I can only imagine. I can't imagine. I don't know what's going to happen at this birthday. Bash. Um, in New it's York gonna City, be Scott, fun. We're gonna we're gonna roast yep. you a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna you uh, know we'll, we'll we'll have some we'll have some treats. You know we'll ooh. sing you happy birthday. But we might uh, take a little jab or two. We're at a comedy club. Come on, gotta uh, do it. Gotta do it. Uh, similar to what we'll be doing on November twenty third for Mark Long when we give him his Hall of Fame ring, which I just received in the mail. It is dope AF. Uh, and I think Clint from Real World Atlanta, who lives not too far from Chicago, he's gonna come down to the Chicago Improv with us. That nice. is on Saturday, November twenty third. Survivor Series weekend. They have four shows. WWE does that weekend. So, uh, guys, start booking your travel for that. It's a huge room. You'll probably be good to at least get GA. If not into the meet and greets, we do limit that. But tickets are going to go on sale soon. The Chicago Improv is being fully renovated right now. So our girl Stephanie over there says, I need a little bit more time to get the ticket page going. They are redoing that whole thing. If you guys were with us there Man. in February, you know, it was a beautiful, huge, large, awesome beautiful. room to begin with. They're redoing it. It's going to be even better state-of-the-art stuff. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. What? So, yeah. Yes. Now, speaking Uh, of awesome, guys, thank you so much for the feedback so far. If you haven't listened to our last episode with Isaac Stout, 
Uh, I highly recommend going and listening to it. You might have not thought of Isaac in a while. Hasn't been on the show for a while. He only did two seasons of the challenge. He was on one of the best seasons ever of the real world, real world Sydney. But Isaac, this episode is unlike any other challenge mini episode you have ever heard. I've had tons of people D say it's a Mount Rushmore episode from them. Some people say it's their favorite episode. D. He was on big. He was the first big brother transplant, dude. The real world challenge. To Big Brother. It, we didn't even know it existed. He tells us the story. It was insane. Yeah. I would be annoyed, though, if I was in, like, a trivia competition at a bar, and they were like, who's the first Big Brother cast member to be on the challenge? And uh, you were like, oh, Natalie Negrotti or uh, Victor. Or, and they were like, eh, wrong. It was actually Isaac Stout who did six hours on Big Brother UK. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, so good. I'd be like, I hate yeah. trivia, and this is why you are a trivia announcer at a bar. Anyway, so here's the deal. Uh, go and listen to that episode. Isaac, I, I, I'm not going to put him on the flyer because, honestly, if you heard the episode, you know the guy's a bit of a space cadet, but in the best way possible. So it's like he claims he's going to be joining us at Challenge Mania Live San Francisco on September the 7th at Cops Comedy Club. Tickets again, challengemania.live. But I'm not going to like throw him on the fly or anything like that because who knows? The guy might get plucked. Guy might be on a boat, you know, f- you know, going to the Netherlands by the time we talk to him midway through September. You yeah. Know? Might text him, hey, yeah. you coming to the show? He might be like, oh, dude, I completely forgot him in Alaska. So, you know, who knows what will happen with Mr. Stout. But could you imagine adding him to that already amazing storytelling panel we have of Kata Grindstaff, Abram Boise, Darrell Taylor, yourself, myself? It's- we're easily the Avengers. We are easily the Avengers, Scott, with Thanos somewhere lurking. Yes, snap. Oh, uh, snap. And can I do a little bit of precursor before we get into Ruthie podcast real of quick? Of course, I prefer it. So so there's a lot of Buna Murray talk, a lot of Buna Murray production talk. Uh, you know, I, I don't don't tag them. Don't say, why don't you get her on? You know, to, you know, why isn't she, you know? Have like a job with you guys, whatever the case may be. Just, just enjoy the story. Enjoy it for what it is. Um, you know, Ruthie has moved on to another, you know, trade in her life, uh, from, you know, being on camera to being behind the camera. And we kind of get that story. And it just so happens to have something to do with, um, the, you know, the production company that gave us, uh, you know, the opportunity of a lifetime, which turned into some amazing adventures. For a lot of us. So, you know, please don't go out there and like, you know, throw like shade their way or anything like that. It's I just- would say this in general, because I've thought about this before. It's come up before with like things that get talked about on the podcast. Um, just don't ever tag Buna Murray. How about that? Just like as a rule, as like a challenge many rule, you know, like the yeah. first rule about Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. First rule of challenge mania, don't tag Buna Murray. Cause here's what I'm saying. Here's what, you know, what I mean? like just having worked for Actually, literally, Buna Murray, but also production companies like that. They, no one makes decisions based on like Twitter tweets and this and that. Like, there's not somebody sitting in a room saying, "Hey, I just got the 85th tweet saying Mark Long should be on the challenge." Maybe we do have Mark Long on the challenge. That's just not how it works on that level. You know what I mean? Like, there might be few, a few key people who comb social media and follow everybody and kind of are plugged in. But as far as like the Buna Murray social media account, that is run by someone who's like very far removed from like caring about podcasts and the challenge and this and that so it's kind of just spamming them and it's kind of just like flagging things and just like like it's flagging like hey derek's talking to you guys and he's he's an asshole hey guys derek you 
this was talked about on the Derek's on Derek's podcast. He's an asshole. But also, you, know I mean? you guys mean like. well. It, it's like I'll give you a perfect example. The whole idea of doing a uh, veteran season of the challenge, right? So doing like old school versus new school. Look, like I want it, you want it, uh, everybody listening to this wants it. It'd be a really cool way to get a lot of you guys back on the show in a, in a format where it would make sense. Totally get it, right? Um, t- you know. Adding Buna Murray with like very strongly worded like we don't want the British people we want the veterans where's Kendall Shepard blah 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 you know it's just like eh, it's just not a good look and it just kind of makes the whole kind of thing feel like a negative energy source and then they're just like what's challenge just hashtag what's challenge mania this now whatever and like I said the person who's responding to those or or runs that account is like you know some guy named Miles who sits in an office and also like you know sends out TPS reports you know uh, the the challenge Twitter that's another fine you know like tag them when you want like you know but but like at buna murray just like just you know fight club rule how about that fight club rule let's not tag at buna murray let's Even if not it's a let them thinking that i'm you know trans you know being an asshole i just don't want them to think that you know I'm being an asshole because we're hearing a story about – It's also just not – it's funny. It's just like I feel like people think by doing it, it might help their cause. That particular – I'm just like fairly certain that the person who runs the at Buna Murray Twitter he, is very far removed from our little world here. But in the end, it's like – it's like you know, this is being talked about on the podcast and we tread the line of – you know. Not wanting to get in trouble with some of the things that are said here, so so we're very careful. Well, this so, is very interesting because in a weird way with this one, like I, you know, hopefully I, I leave in most of the conversation because I think it's very interesting. Like you know, just getting so many different angles of the reality TV experience from like a cast member level yeah. and like, continuing on in life, and like we've never really had someone yeah. who now works in production like she does. And um, we you'll hear when when we when we get into it, you'll get to know what we're talking about because right now you're probably yeah. like, why are you making such a big deal of this? What does she yeah. say? It's really not that big of a deal at all. Uh, yeah. It's just interesting that she you know apparently. Uh, can't work on Buda Murray shows on a production level because she obviously worked on it as at a talent level. So, but we have that conversation and, during the podcast, and that's the. And in the about. end, I'm gonna. And in the end, I'm gonna stand by, thinking because in the end, she does say, she does say, eh, there's still a chance that she would do it, and I think that that's that's the the icebreaker right there. Take a listen. Yeah. Take a listen. All right, guys. Enough of the bullshit. Enough of the house cleaning, the housekeeping, if you will. You know where to find us at patreon.com slash challenge mania. We just did a loaded bonus podcast over there, uncensored, answering all the questions you want to hear, talking a little bit more, a little bit more detail about uh, why we had to mix things up in New York. Other stuff like that. Fun details about all of our shows, like the patron-only brunch we're having the day after Derek's birthday. A uh, little bit more news on some upcoming live shows and plans we have for the future. You can get that at patreon.com slash challenge mania by becoming a Maniac Level Patron. And if you do become a Maniac Level Patron for the month of August, you can come to our Maniac Level Patron brunch that will be happening the day after Dee's birthday here in New York City. So if you're coming to town, I encourage you to come and have brunch with Dee and myself the next day for some quality, intimate time. We will talk about whatever you want all morning. Enjoy some uh, mimosas or Bloody Marys or whatever you're into, some pancakes, some fine food at a great establishment here at the Upper East Side of Manhattan that is for Maniac Level Patrons only. Guys, as I said, free shipping until August the 11th if you spend 
spend uh, $45 at ChallengeManiac.shop. And there are still some Zombie Sailor pins. Go to ZombieSailor.com. I'm a Challenge Maniac. Enamel pins. These are limited edition. Only a few left. They are numbered. There were only 100 ever made. Once they are gone, they are gone for G-O-O-D. They are all on a signed and numbered card back, autographed by myself and D. And uh, if you do ever want to purchase one of our posters from one of our live events, we're out of most of them, but occasionally we have extra ones when we come home. Email ChallengeManiaPodcast at gmail.com. You can order one for, through the mail. Most of them are signed by just Derek and myself, and some of them are signed by an extra cast member or two uh, as well. Okay, let's get to Ru- Ruthie Al-Qaeda, who, as Derek said, you can now get on Cameo. Go to Cameo. Search for, search for Ruthie. Support her that way. Let her know on social media, at Planet Ruthie. If you enjoy her on the show, let her know if you want her to come and stop by in New York City because uh, she might be in New York that weekend. Just saying. Okay, here we go. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you're on jo- fire. Joining us on Challenge Mania, you know her from Real World Hawaii. You know her from Battle of the Sexes, Battle of the Sexes Two, The Gauntlet Two, The Duel Two. She is the Warden of the Forest or the Fortress, Miss Fortress Ruthie Alcady. How are you? What's up, <laughs> man, Welcome. Ruthie? I am so excited to talk to you. Like. Um, for the people at home, I've been trying to get this interview for like a year. Yes, um, he has. <laughs> we put up like one post saying that you were going to be here and people and like like an hour ago and people are just like all over it. Love it. Um, <laughs> they must miss you as much as I do. All, all five people. <laughs> no, it's a lot. It's a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been a, a low profile for a while now. <laughs> you know, you know, we had a, we interviewed a guy by the name of Isaac and maybe his. Life. I love Isaac. Oh my God. Yeah. So we had him on, uh, well, truth be told, it was yesterday. Um, okay. and you know, my first question to him was basically like, bro, you've been gone for a while. Like, I don't, I don't even want to talk challenge. I just want to know, like, where the hell you've been and he is one of the most interesting people I know. Like literally, like did he talk to you about what he's filming and stuff right now? No, he told us four stories. It literally was an hour and a half long podcast. It that sounds was just stories. like Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so good. And it was so good. Um It's always good. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite Ruthie stories is uh um, you know, for me, when I came into, into the first, my first challenge house on Battle of Sexes 2, um, you know, I didn't know anybody. I wasn't. I know. I remember that. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't very well liked. Um, me and Sophia, though, we put you under a wing. I remember that. <laughs> this is where I'm going. This is where I'm going. Um, Ruthie was one of the first people, um, that was just like, you know what, man, you're all right. Um, I'm going to watch out for you. Um, we're going to watch out for you and uh you know don't don't worry like we got you and that that just spoke volumes for me coming from like someone that i had already respected someone that i had seen on tv somebody that put Aww. reality mm-hmm. tv you didn't just put help put you know the challenge in the real world on the map like you were one of those iconic people that put you know reality tv on a map i'm talking like you know coral <laughs> Alton, you know, um, people like that, like that was you, you did that. It was crazy. You know, it was really crazy back then. Um, I remember when I was, went back to college, I was like, oh my God, am I going to get a job? Because back then if you were gay, you know, it was kind of like, 
you're probably not going to get a job now because you just told the whole world. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Like every time before a really important decision, I usually just say, fuck it. <laughs> Cause I had more important things to say, you know, uh, to the world. Um, that I was just me and, you know, I'm not characterized necessarily by my sexuality. Um, but doing reality TV for me was more of a statement than, Hey, I want to be on TV. You know what I mean? And I, I knew that. And when I did lectures after that for, for over a decade, um, so many people came up to me in my speeches and just told me that I changed their life. I was always the first person that they ever came out to. It was, it was just like life changing, you know, even people that, you know, were contemplating suicide would actually, you know, my, I, we used to get fan mail, like actual mail, <laughs> not just like people DMing you, you know, nowadays. I can't imagine if Twitter and, you know, uh, Facebook and all that stuff was around when I was on the show because it would be insane. <laughs> um, but people actually wrote to me when I was still in college and I would open up my mail because they found out my address at college. So, um, my mailbox at Rutgers was just overloaded. And people would just write from their hearts. And it was, it was crazy. You, uh, I remember somewhat vividly, vividly at the beginning of that season, Real World Hawaii, you and Tech, I believe, took off all your clothes and jumped into the pool yep. naked, right? And <laughs> this was back when, you know, and Real World uh, remained iconic over the years. But I feel like back then, for whatever reason, that was just such a like iconic moment on the show. There had been, you know, hookups and whatnot on the show before, but I can't remember up until that point, like just a more brash and open and out there <laughs> sort of sign of like freedom and sexuality than just like we're gonna get completely naked and jump it in the pool on day Let one. Me just liberation, tell you that. right? Because <laughs> like they interviewed us a month before uh, we went on the show and. They came, they actually, I actually flew back home to Hawaii and, uh, they followed me back to my foster home and they interviewed me and they said, when you get to the house, what is the first thing that you're going to do? And this was actually in the, in the pre-show. And, um, I said, is there a pool? And they said, yeah. And I'm like, I'll probably jump in naked. I said, and it was really funny because when I got to the house, we were locked out because the last person had the key and we didn't know. So we were just like, literally like, what do we do? And tech was like, well, let's get naked. I'm like, of course, you know, because I was already thinking that. <laughs> and I was like, let's do it. And we just did it. And next, you know, our, every time our roommates, another roommate came and they would meet us and we we're just like completely naked. And it was it was pretty insane because the um, the media got a hold of the first episode before the first episode aired. So they were already it was all over, like all in the magazines and, you know, entertainment tonight. And everybody was already talking about the show before the first episode aired. Um, I don't know if they do that anymore, but our first ep episode got leaked on purpose. Well, also, well, I don't think people would give a shit today. If so, I mean, like, there are shows called Dating Naked where the entire show, people are naked, dating, <laughs> not just swimming, yeah. dating. There yeah. are survival shows called Naked and Afraid, and the whole yeah. time they're pretty much playing Survivor, like real Survivor, not like I know, I know about that show. I actually um, sent my resume because I work in production now, and I sent my resume to work for it in Florida, and I didn't get the job, but 
I, I actually applied to work on Naked and Afraid since I work in production now. I work behind the scenes and they didn't, they didn't take me, but my friend got in, <laughs> but I was like, that'd be fun. <laughs> I'd love to know about how you got into uh, production because you're not the first person to go from one side of the camera to the other. Um, I believe Adam worked in production for a few years and Veronica has done some stuff behind the scenes. I know Mark Tech Long. actually works in production too, I think. Tech now. as well. So talk about and how you EB's, did- And EB's is, is steady kicking in production. I don't know if yeah, you come EB's across actually her. was a, with Buna Murray. The funny thing about Buna Murray is that I'm supposedly not supposed to work with Buna Murray because they do the challenge shows in the real world. And I actually got on a show. I actually got and I worked on Bad Girls Club, which is by Buna Murray. <laughs> and I, I never tell anybody about my background. You know, when people find out like in the grip department or something or they recognize me, I literally like threaten them like, you say anything, I swear. And they're like, I promise I won't say anything. And they're just all like starstruck. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and um, apparently I was only on like a few shows working and somebody found out in HR and they didn't necessarily fire me, but they let me go because I'm not supposed to work on Buna Murray shows. And I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> See, I thought I thought that that was a myth. Right. Like, I, well, not a myth, uh, but Evie's worked on it. So that was my excuse. Like, why? You know, she did. Why can't I? I? And I, they're just like, you can't. <laughs> well, I, I think that the 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 co-sign there is that I, I believe you have to, like, banish yourself from ever going on the shows on the challenges ever again. I think that that's kind of like the that's the unwritten agreement. Right. Or well, I haven't been on in forever so you think that would count for something <laughs> yeah I don't, so here let me ask you so what, what's your role on these shows ruthie um i started out as a production assistant which i still do sometimes because you know it's fun um i like it because it's not a lot of responsibility it's hard work um but my ultimate goal is to be a producer creatively which is not the kind of job that you actually apply for um, but I did finally get a couple of co-producer credits on music videos, and I also have a co-producer credit on a movie called Rainbow Ridge Motel, which is on iTunes, which is pretty cool. Um, and I also uh, do production coordinator, which is on the production side. Um, I don't know if you guys know about production, but there's like the crew that does, you know, there's a camera team, there's like electric department, you know, and all this, there's makeup, production team. Um, that's where I usually work. Um, I prefer doing APOC, which is APOC, assistant production. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's a made up. Buna, <laughs> Murray, Buna Murray made that fucking position up because it's a way to have you do the work of a coordinator while paying you like a key PA. Um, yeah, 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 basically. But, you know, I, I like it. It's fun. Scott I, I knows. Like swing. Yeah. I, yeah. uh, I have a production background also. I'm fascinated by the idea that there would be some sort of a conflict of interest for you working on these shows. I am fascinated as well. And so, so it hasn't been properly explained to you, myself neither. Um, I'll Derek, explain it to you. Well, no, but you're saying, Derek, is that there'd be a conflict of interest to hire, to have someone do the challenge who would work for Buta Murray. But the flip side of it, I don't understand because to be honest with you, you seem more well suited than anyone having had the, the other side of the experience to mm-hmm. do these shows, especially one that's not even directly related like Bad Girls Club. Like to me, you know, Veronica came on our podcast and she mentioned she worked on Jersey Shore, which of course is a separate yeah. company, but that she was able to like, you know, coerce some of the cast members not to quit and get in there and kind of get yeah, into their mindset. Yeah, she became mindset. an associate producer very quickly because of her experience in yeah. front of the camera. So she knew how to deal with the cast members. Um, Derek, do you remember Fatima? 
Yeah, of course. Okay, so Fatima is one of the first people to actually help me out in production because, ah. in all honesty, people did not want to hire me because for some reason there was a stigma connected to my name. So when I would apply for jobs, I didn't say where I was, but they would recognize me and they're like, I want a real PA. And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the saddest fucking thing I've ever heard of. And no, yeah. no, and, and like a, you know, sorry, I'm just speaking just from It my was heart. hard to get in and people think it would be easy, right? And no, it was completely opposite. People looked at me like, you work? And I'm like, are you serious? Like, I have a college degree. <laughs> like, Come on. <laughs> yeah. See, and the stigma is, is like, you know, it is like after after our challenge days or after our TV days, like it's not like it's not like any other sport. Like you can't just go out there and be like, all right, I'm going to hook up with Fox Sports one or try to hook up with, uh, you know, NFL Network or this one. Like there's there's aren't there aren't all these challenge networks that like you know cover there should sport. be a challenge you know? network <laughs> well you're on it right now this is as close to it as is 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 there and it. this is gonna go on network television soon <laughs> well i i don't know well, you no, settle not, not for all that. itunes and google Play. we're gonna make it happen right scott spotify we're gonna, happen. We're gonna pitch it for iheart radio <laughs> i'm gonna well, i'm gonna put together a pitch a pitch uh pitch thing for you guys and we can get this on on tv <laughs> well, but but d what's funny to actually bring back around what you just said and we're joking about this being on tv and this and that and the reason that there's so many hoops to jump through and there's so many stigmas in the hiring process of television shows that are run by big conglomerates. The great thing about podcasting, and especially since certain podcasts, like not ours per se, but like Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla, these podcasts have become multi-million dollar industries in their own right. Oh, yeah, Yet it is, they're the wild, sure. wild west when it comes to regulations. They have final cut on everything they do. They can say or it's do whatever awesome, they though. want. There's no censorship. They book their own guests. People appear for free. And it's one of those things where it's like you can have these long conversations without having to cut to commercial break. You don't have – you mm -hmm. can service sponsors in the way – sponsors literally will send you because like we have sponsors. I get a sheet mm -hmm. that says, make sure you say these five things, but put your own spin on it. Do you think that Pepsi is I telling – Pepsi <laughs> does not tell MTV, here's a Pepsi can. Make sure you show it. Put your spin on it. No. They're saying show this specific spot. So podcasting is yeah. this nice wild, wild west and this truly creative avenue that if you're doing well enough, to be honest with you, I think is more beneficial, especially for like the conversational avenue I think than you're television. Right. You know, Try to watch a late night talk show these days and learn – anything about someone appearing for the 15 minutes they go on to plug their movie. You won't hear oh anything about their life. You'll hear a quick little <laughs> anecdote like, oh, should I tell you about the time I was on the airplane the other day and the thing didn't take off? There's and so many hoops to jump through. Like, we'll finish like episodes and network will come back and be like, we need to pick up this shot and this shot because of this and we need to, this cast member to say this. And I'm like, what? I think the most interesting thing for me because we were never scripted was the fact that reality TV is scripted and I'm, I, I always like like jump in that interview room and just look at it in awe like what <laughs> well it's what like, is going on yeah but which shows you know what i mean it's like obviously like the hills which it, 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 to me i watched an episode of the hills back in the day i didn't really watch the hills yeah i thought it was real i didn't really question too much of what the hell was going on behind the scenes <laughs> and people question us about you know our show and is it scripted and stuff like that yeah yeah they, yeah, they think it's scripted and i'm like and, are you serious like yeah, right. no <laughs> well we just went back and forth there right reality tv being scripted reality tv being not scripted ours the challenge real world not being is one not, of those not at all 
I mean, the, yeah. the, the scenario, the situation is, is very not real. Like you're just not going to go to an, to an island in the middle of nowhere and play fucking no. Avengers with good guys versus bad guys. <laughs> it's not going to happen and get it filmed. But, but like, I think people should know that like literally, like if, if it was scripted, like where's my Oscar? You know, <laughs> like ah. no, literally like w- people don't believe me. And I'm just like, no, I'm telling you the truth. Like we were never scripted. Yes, we were manipulated in our interviews and you know, like kind of ask like pointed questions, but never scripted you know they just would just we would just answer with their own words but it has to be in present tense i told them <laughs> and, and and i feel like the word manipulated is a is a little on the harsher side but not that far off because you are basically almost sometimes you know hey let's talk about the scenario and then you get a little hypothetical you know they get a little hypothetical with the uh with the questions and then you answer them however but it's like planting seeds you know like sometimes they'll ask me a question and then I'll, i'll be like no and they're like well don't you think blah 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 and i'm like well and then you go back to the house and you're like is she my enemy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or Wait a is minute. my best friend in the house? I think he is. Best. It's like yeah. planting a seed and then you go back to the house and it grows. And that's, the, that's the only sort of scripting I can think of is planting seeds in your head. But other than that, like you're free to do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you and been, say whatever you want. <laughs> but, but look, look, we're getting into, you know, we're getting into some, some, some murky waters and like, you know, like I can, st- let's talk about the scary truth about behind the scenes. And like, how about like uh, the scariest thing for me is go, you know, I'm going to have to do exactly what you did at some point, right? You're going to start off at, I'm going to have to start off at a job. That probably mm-hmm. that I don't know much about. I'm going to have to start out at the bottom because yeah. whatever normal job I get into, it, like it, anybody gets into, you're going to have to start off at the bottom and then work your way up. You know, yeah. with, with, with your situation, it, 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 I would imagine, you know, I wish there was a feeder system for us, right? Like, Hey Ruthie, you know, I know, you know, these people, why don't you go into casting or something like that? Hey Ruthie, you've done this for, for 10 years. Like, why, why don't you go in, you know, I actually got offered a job in casting. It was crazy. It was my first interview. <laughs> I got offered it and my dumb ass turned it down. Cause I had a trip to go on. <laughs> Sorry, Scott, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just talking. I'm, I'm trying to go back to the Buna Murray you know, why they wouldn't, why they wouldn't hire someone like, like Ruthie, why they wouldn't let her in the system. I, I feel like I have the answer, but I feel like you have something else there. Well, no, I don't. So what, what do you, what do you think the answer is for why they would care if someone who did their shows worked on a completely different show in a production capacity? The real reason, Be, not the, because, because, because the secrets and the people that work on these shows typically work on other shows. So the secrets come out, right? The, the, the little. Yeah, little, but we sign, we sign contracts, you know, we sign NDAs and everything. That, that doesn't mean, so, so you, ver, you, you not being on another show ever again versus the possibility of you being on the next show is still leaves you out there as potentially no, having knowledge or knowing something that is going on with that particular show. Through yeah. somebody else, you know, because let's be honest, we're all human. We all talk like it, it just starts happening. I mean, I, I, I become disconnected from the challenge sometimes when the challenge, when the casting process is starting to happen and, and people are having their discussions and, mm-hmm. you know, and their little alliances are forming yeah. like that. But guess what? There's always a leaker. 
there's someone from that group that leaks out and is looking for another alliance member or, or is just friends or is just talking. And then the, the, the information gets leaked out, you know, to, in, in different areas. You they know what should I mean? know of all people that I'm one of those people that never does any of that. <laughs> I, just think, I just think that if you're, if you're trying to work with them, you haven't had you haven't had the. Um, the conversation with the right person, with the right head honcho that is going to, that remembers you and respects what you did. You know, I feel like, I, I feel like Buna Murray is, um, you know, uh, is a company that, that would hear you out and listen to your, you know, you're just trying to work. You're just trying to I work. wish, you know, you know, I wish maybe if Mary Ellis was still around, maybe she might say yes, but she ain't here no more. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just, you just, you just rev my engine. I feel like I'm going to have to try to put you in, in contact. <laughs> I'm sure there's something technically illegal about that, to be honest with you. Um, because I don't understand how you could quantify the on camera versus behind the scenes as far as like I mean technically when you were a cast member on their show you were an employee of Buna Murray for the most part I just right? wasn't behind the behind the veil you know right. what I'm saying I think that's the reason so, why Yeah but how can you legally say that because you were this type of employee you are not allowed to then be this type of employee at a different time of your life you know that doesn't really mm-hmm. you know I think it's a I think it's like a self-importance issue where they think that first of all I think they could argue oh it's a distraction or something i think maybe they probably think that Uh Um, and then i think it's also i d you think it's like show specific that like she's gonna find out something about the challenge no i think that they don't want people who are on that side of the camera ever knowing what's manipulated on the other side of the camera like i mean ruthie you've worked on enough shows that maybe yeah i I can i can pretty much figure it out anyway you know without having to lift the veil but they think (laughs) i mean like they think they think they're so smart to have these rules or whatever it's like what are you preventing really it makes no sense like that it makes me so annoyed that you would be let go from a show because someone found out that you had done a season of a different show that they made 10 years prior, not even 15 years prior, whatever it was. That's ridiculous to me. Yeah. No. So, so you know, I, I found other avenues and Fatima was really great about it, but she works on the Kardashians now. So obviously that's been Murray. So now I can't work with her. <laughs> what? See, I, oh man, you know, but look, she was I, awesome. She was awesome. I remember she was, basically our talent coordinator you know she was a you know pa to talent coordinator she just moved her way up by the time i saw her in duel two she was a producer and i've always been interested in production because on challenges even like i would talk to the crew and they're like ruthie you're supposed to be in front of the camera what are you doing and i'm like but i like you guys (laughs) and i got along a lot with the crew you know and it was funny because there's so many times when i would like go on a mission and you know, so the crew members aren't supposed to say anything to me, but they like pass me by and whisper like, go Ruthie. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks. <laughs> um, so I was always curious because, you know, I loved I loved uh, seeing them work, even though I was supposed to be paying attention to my job uh, being on camera. <laughs> but I the only thing I love doing about the challenges, honestly, is competition. That's why you never see me. um making alliances or anything i'm just always like ready for you know the game (laughs) i'm like what is it what is it because there's a method to every madness um and the thing that made me pretty great on my first challenge was that i would literally meditate and 
I would, you only have like what, 10 minutes when you finally see what's going on. You're like, how the fuck? And you look at it and you're, I, cl- I would close my eyes and I'd imagine myself doing it and I see the mistakes that I'd make. And then I'd be like, okay, don't do that. I know it sounds stupid, but that's what I would do. And that's what, that's what happened on Battle of Sexes one. Um, was that I would actually see, like, I would climb up the ladder in my head and I would see that my foot would slip. So I would actually imagine how I would do it. <laughs> and I'd be like, but I can do it faster because people are scared of heights and I'm not. So I'm like, but I can just jog up that ladder. Like, why do I have to step up that ladder, you know? And so after about 15 minutes or saying the rules, I'm half paying attention, but I have to pay attention because DQs are like the devil. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I got to pay attention, but I have ADD. And then I remember them stopping the cameras sometimes. They're like, Ruthie, what are you doing? And I'd be like eating a sandwich. And they're like, you can't do that. And I'm like, shit, but I need this energy. We're about to go. <laughs> but I would actually do that. And my only interest was just to do the challenge. And then I go back to the house and everybody's like scheming left and right. And I'm just like, I don't know anything about this. So I just go outside and I'm like, just gonna go for a walk <laughs> are you a challenge maniac well prove it challenge accepted okay go to zombiesailor.com that's the website of zombie sailor toys he's who makes our limited edition enamel pins that's right these aren't buttons these are high quality metal enamel pins the new one says i'm a challenge maniac it comes on a limited numbered and signed card back by d and myself there were only a hundred of these made folks when these are gone these are g-o-n-e gone trust me down the line people will be comparing who's the biggest challenge maniac who's been supporting the show for longer and you will not be able to have a case unless you have one of these our first pin sold out in a few days this one has a few left Go to zombiesailor.com and get your I'm a Challenge Maniac metal enamel pin. All right, back to Miss Ruthie Al-Kady. What brings you... So you are doing this podcast right now from Poland. And besides the fact that it's very nice of you to go to, since you're being interviewed by Derek Kaczynski, one of the great famous Polish Americans. One of my favorites, by the way. um, I only have like four favorite guys and Derek is number one. Well, clearly you literally went, you went to his home country to do this interview. That's fantastic. (laughs) I, I didn't. You've been blowing me off for a year. What do you mean? Yeah, but you're, why, why do you think I keep telling you to send me the videos? Cause I love watching you. <laughs> oh, oh, cause you're not, cause you're not, you haven't kept up. You haven't kept no, up. No, I Challenge. have not. Okay. So she, you just follow at Challenge MTV, right? And you get snippets, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And I saw the one with you and the Joss dude and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh, I, that was, I mean, I I'm, didn't know I, where you went. Sorry. I was talking to Monica. Go ahead. Uh, no, it's all right. No, I, 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 I'm, I've still been hanging around a little bit, you know, um, still think I, I've become a little too nice for their comfort, uh, levels to, to be, become a mainstay. Um, what? I, think, I think that, I think that's all going to change I and don't we'll have no why. podcast guests in the future if they ever pull me on again, Scott, but Polish uh, power. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm going to come walk in with the Polish flag and everything and I'm going to be Part just of the handstand in, you know, just handstand all the way. Yes. <laughs> what um, what brought you to Poland? Uh, Monica's here, and that's why it's my my fourth time in Poland. Oh, this is my zero time in Poland. I I can't believe that though, because the first time I heard you talk on the phone with your babsha or somebody, and I was like, "What language is that?" And you were like, "It's Polish." I'm like, "You speak Polish?" Because I was like. 
you know, not, not to be like, you know, stereotypical, but the way that you talk, I would never have guessed that you knew like a different language. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, it's so beautiful. And I That's was like, great. wow. And you're like, da, 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 da. so I assumed that you had been to Poland until you told Monica that you haven't. And I'm like, what? It's, it's fascinating to hear yeah. Polish with a Chicago accent. Can you give no, us a he little? literally, you were really good though. I don't know. You said that it's kind of rusty now, but when I heard you on the phone, it was pretty good. Give us a little oh. bit, D. Why don't you say, no, you can't work here at Buna Murray. You were on our show before. <laughs> say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. but Buna Murray dao me, uh, życie of reality TV. So, ja, ja lubim wszystko, co oni zrobili dla mnie. Um, ale bym chciał, żeby pomogli Ruti, bo Ruti jest bardzo dobra człowiek. Bardzo dobry człowiek. Dobre, um, dobre. Yeah, it's good. So, robota. Yeah. Good job. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so this is a personal visit. You're not you're not there working on like Polish housewives Islander. or something like this. No, <laughs> but it's kind of funny because um, Monica's brother uh, owns a company called Rolajan. And, um, he asked me to help him, like, you know, put together some stuff because he sells these, like, joint pillows that are, like, five, six foot long. It's pretty cool. Um, they came to California to, you know, sell it. They went around Venice and everything, but it's at com. And I actually am helping him, like, put together his kits that he sends out. And, um, so I'm kind of working, but not because I'm on vacation, but it's kind of funny because, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll take the job. And then when I calculate it, I'm like, yeah, I'm making like four bucks an hour. That's awesome. In Poland. <laughs> uh, what is it, a pillow? What is it? What are they again? Pillows? Yeah, it's at rollajohn.com, R-O-L-L-A-J-O-H-N. And it's like these joint pillows that they've been selling. And even uh, Cypress Hill, like posted it on their on their instagram and they were super excited about it when you said joint pillow i thought you meant like a joint pillow like two pillows combined then when you mentioned cypress hill i now think you meant joint pillow what is a joint pillow (laughs) yeah it's like this awesome soft pillow that looks just like a joint but it's like life size to it's probably about my height if not a little taller (laughs) got it okay so it's like something you'd win at a carnival for stoners it's like basically yes. it's like a big thing that you can snuggle with that looks like a joint. Yeah, exactly. Can you, can you can you post it? Can you please post it on Twitter so I can retweet it? I please? will definitely do that. It was funny because like when Cypress Hill found it, they posted it and everybody was trying to figure out where it was from. So we actually went on, um, you know, Twitter and Instagram and actually told them the site that this is from because they took they took the picture was like how'd you get this picture and it was uh it was one of the company's uh photographs with the with the pillow and i was like that's awesome you know because they're all the way in poland and so they decided to come to california and you know try to be like hey you know you guys want this stuff and they've been selling pretty good but you know what, what what's a product if uh, a lot of people don't know about it so been trying to help out, you know. Oh yeah, well, we're we're gonna let try to let people know about it, um, and then awesome. you guys can send me one too. And although yeah. pot isn't legal <laughs> in West Virginia, it is now legal in Illinois. From my I'm understanding, I'm gonna have him send you one tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> and then you could be like, I got a picture. Cy- Cypress Hill put up a picture of it, and Derek put up a picture of it. Yeah, even better. <laughs> um, anyway, I know Scott. You probably 
you probably want to get to her casting story, don't you, Scott? Let's start oh my there. God. Let's go way back. Yeah. So how <laughs> that, did that is crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. I used to be a lecturer and that's like people's favorite story. It's the craziest story. Um, I don't know if you're going to top Isaac's story though, but you can. Well, try. Isaac is a whole different, he's not even human. <laughs> Isaac is a, a, the coolest alien that lives on earth. You know what I mean? So I have, my, my story is, um, I was actually in college and I had never watched the show. And my, my roommate used to always put Lifetime on, you know, every time I'd come home, I'd be like, yep, she was home. Cause Lifetime movies is on and rolling. And I changed it to MTV and I saw this commercial and it was like, you want to be part of the real world? It's going to be in Honolulu. And I'm like, what? And I don't know if you know anything about going to college, but you're pretty poor because you're paying for all this other stuff. And so I was like, free trip back home. That's awesome. So I didn't tell anybody. I was like, I'm going to apply for this. I was like, I know that show. I don't watch it, but like, I know what it is. You know, it's like this show where they put a bunch of people in a house. And so I went to the computer lab, um, in between classes and I was working on my, uh, computer science stuff. And I was like, it's still eating at me. You know, I was like, oh, I should, I should, I should look this up. So I looked it up and they weren't casting anymore. It was closed. Done. They were like, we're not casting anymore. And then there was this little paragraph that was telling you, if you sent a video and you didn't hear back or change your address, contact us. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I wrote up like three paragraphs and I sent it to this email. And then I looked up the website for Buna Murray and I found out that there's like a few other emails like producer at Brina Murray, whatever, all these kinds of stuff. So I sent it out to five emails and I was, and I wrote like, Hey, like this is Ruthie. Like I'm at Rutgers. I'm from Hawaii. I grew up in a foster home. Like I sent you a video, but I don't think you got it, but you know, <laughs> which I didn't send a video, obviously. Um, I go, but this is, you know, I, I feel like people are going to like love my story and, you know, I've got a lot to say and, you know, people are probably going to glue their eyes to the TV to see what I do next. Cause like back then I wanted to be a music video producer because I love music and I love, you know, like, you know, I used to like edit back in, back in high school. And so I sent them it and I forgot about it. I, I, and my friends actually at the computer lab tried to like look over my shoulder, see what I was doing. And I would shoo everybody away. I'm like, don't I'm like go away. So the next day I come back and my roommate's like, Hey, you have a message. I'm like, what? And she's like, you have a message from a Mikey Glazer from from California and I'm like really and so I listened to the message and it was Mikey Glazer and he said hey um this is Mikey from uh Mikey Glazer from Buena Murray um I got your email and uh I want you to please call me back so I call him back and he's like hey can we interview you so to make a long story short you have to like call them and do three interviews for like an hour and you have to film it. And then you have to send that tape to Bina Murray. And when I was in college, I was so poor. So I went to my friend Soda. I'm like, Hey, listen, I got something I got going on. I got a FedEx this stuff like overnight. Um, you got any cash? <laughs> and so she literally like went to the ATM, not even kidding. And she took out like 20 bucks and she's like, here. And I'm like the next video, I'm like another one. And I was like, uh, Sona, can I get another? <laughs> so she funded three of these interviews. They were like an hour long. 
sent them out, and then next you know, they were flying me out to uh, to L.A. So I flew out to L.A., and little did I know that the whole interview process had been done since Friday, and I flew in on a Saturday. And it was crazy because they called me, and they're just like, we want you to fly out. I'm like, no way. Like, really? And so on Saturday, I come in, and there's a girl named Gladys, and she was on Road Rules. So she comes out, and she's super, like, snotty, like, I'm I'm badass bitch, you know? And she comes out, she's like, who are you? And I'm like, hi. I was like, I'm Ruthie. And I'm like, I'm being interviewed for this show called The Real World. And she's like, oh, okay. And she's, like, super, like, whatever. And she walks away. And I was like, okay, there's nobody around. They're like, okay, we're going to have you wait for a half hour. And I'm like, all right, fine. Within that half hour, I went into the staff room. I found a bunch of the staff members on the, on, uh, in the production office. And one of the producers found me 20 minutes later. And I had all the staff outside in the parking lot with a cooler and chairs. And we were having a party outside in the parking lot. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, you told me to wait like a half hour. I got bored, you know? <laughs> and he's like, get inside, like get back to work. So he told all the cast, uh, the, not cast members, all the crew to get back in. He's like, uh, we're, we're going to interview you now. So I went through the whole interview process and, um, I actually got interviewed by Mary Ellis Bunim, John Murray, and a bunch of other people. Laura, Dr. Laura is what they called her back then. And, all this stuff happens, and then I come back home, back to Rutgers in New Jersey, and um, I get a phone call, and they want to do, like, a, another interview, and they're like, hey, you remember the three people that interviewed you over the phone? They're like, can you describe them? And I'm like, what do you mean describe them? I never met them. I, it was just over the phone. They're like, yeah, well, we're curious to know, like, do you know what they look like? And so they got on the phone, and there was a Jason, a Laura, and an Omid or something like that. And so I was like, all right, so let me see. Omid, I think he's brown, and I think he has glasses and black hair, and he's skinny. And they're like, and Omid's like, oh, my God, that's me. <laughs> and then I was like, Dr. Laura, I'm like, you're not fat, but you're, you're like, you've got a little weight on you, but you're, you're good size. And I go, you got black hair and you're light skin. And she goes, yeah, that's what I look like. And I go, Jason... I think you have bleached hair. And he's like, how would you know that? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just guessing. And I'm like, and you're white. And I didn't know that I was talking to Jason from Real World Boston. He was one of the people that was interviewing me. So how did you know what everyone looked like just by hearing their voices? That is an, a, a weird skill. And I was like, no way. And they're like, how did you know that? I'm like, well, you guys interviewed me for three hours, like three, an hour each, three times. I'm like... I was thinking maybe I could guess what you guys look like. So all this is going on. I don't hear from them for two weeks after that. And I go, oh, my God, I messed up. You know, like I totally messed this one up. Because, like, when they interview you, they ask you so many questions that you walk into the office and you think, like, okay, I'm cool. Like, I, you know, I have a really interesting story. I grew up in a foster home. Like, I'm going to college without any, like, money from my foster family or my real family. Like, I'm on my own. So you think that you're like the most inspiring story that's going to go on Oprah or something. And then you never hear back. You're like, oh, shit. And two weeks later, I get a I get a phone call and they're like, Ruthie, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. I'm just I just got back home. I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, can we ask you a question? And I'm like, what? And they're like, uh, do you 
do you have time to come to Hawaii? And I'm like, what? And they're like, we want you to be a part of the Real World Hawaii. And I was like, no way. And the crazy part is I found out that that season, Road Rules was doing Semester at Sea. So during my interview process, I asked them if I could do Road Rules. I begged them, actually. And they said no. And I'm like, why not? Because I love to travel. And they're just like, we think you'd be a better fit for Real World if you make it. And I'm just like, but they're going on a cruise ship to see <laughs> and so that's how i got on the show and mikey glazer finally told me the whole story the real story after we wrapped on real world hawaii i don't know if you guys know this but he uh uh mikey glazer is now i think he's like an entertainment lawyer or something but he told me the real story of how i got casted he said that they had it narrowed down from twenty three thousand people to to seven and they took one girl out to put me in really hmm. Yeah, because it was narrowed down to like I think thirty people, and it was seven. Uh, no, Do you know seven who for that girl was. Yeah, she was a girl. I I don't remember her name, but she ended up on some show called like Paradise Island or something like that. Uh, never mind. I was going to make a joke that she was allowed <laughs> to work in production and is now the executive producer of Viacom. I'm just kidding. They uh, said it. <laughs> no, they had narrowed down to like eight or and like seven for road rules, and they said they took one of the girls out. And put me in God, for, for for the show. But she got to do Paradise Island, right? Or what? Show Something like that. I don't remember the name of the show, but they had thirty finalists, and I became number thirty-one off of an email, is what Mikey told me. He said he was erasing emails all day long, and just so happened to read mine, and that's why I got the phone call. So it was just meant to be. We uh, we saw one of your castmates a few weeks ago in L.A. Amaya. Um, oh, she came, how is she? She came to our show at the Hollywood Improv. She was very nervous, um, but she's super sweet and super oh, nice. She, she was seems nervous. Like she's doing well. Yeah, I think I think you know. Obviously, when you do the the real world, you're filmed and it goes on TV. But I don't know that she's necessarily used to being in front of big crowds and being on stage and stuff like that. But she got there and she she came up on stage. I think. Someone had to talk her into uh, not sneaking out, but uh, she was definitely oh, a little bit. Really? She, yeah, she was definitely a little bit nervous, but she came and she uh, was a delight. Everybody was really happy to see her. Um, so oh my! Did you give her a hug? I hope we so. We did. We all <laughs> gave her many hugs. Who from your season do you still talk to, if anybody? Um, I don't really talk to anybody on my season, um, but. I, we're in touch like on Facebook and stuff like that. So once in a while, like we'll say something to each other, but not really like close or anything. Now, before you alluded to Derek being one of your four favorite people, was that from the challenge slash MTV or in general? Challenge and in general. Yeah. Now you're just gassing me up. Who are the other three? Who, who are two through four? We'll assume Derek's number one. Uh, they're all guys. Can you take a guess? <laughs> uh, Puck? No. No. <laughs> He's one of the most interesting people I've ever met, though. And he is super. <laughs> he is literally like one of, like, oh, my God. Like the stories. But go on. <laughs> the reason why I asked Puck is because I believe that at some point uh, we, I was introduced to Puck through you. And we were, like, having a barbecue. Like, we went to Puck's for like a barbecue or something like that and his son was there his son's name's bogart i think bogart is now 17 can you believe it 
and I, and I couldn't believe like, you know, at that time, Bogart was maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Young, like eight, maybe. And like, yeah, like dancing like he was at a race. Oh, I, th- I didn't know. you. Yeah. One. I thought you put it on me. He was eight years old. I think he was like eight years old and he was da- like the music came on at this barbecue and he was dancing like he was at a rave. Yeah, Vogar is a trip, man. I used to babysit him. I was actually the maid of honor at Puck's wedding. <laughs> Please do tell the 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 wedding that happened on TV. Yeah, on the um, challenge. Yeah, and I kept in touch after that. You know, um, Puck's been through a lot. He's you know he's been um, going through a lot. He went in and out of jail, and I was probably one of the only people that went to go visit him. Um, but he's out and he's free and he's just cruising. I don't know. He's living van life or something like that. Um, but he, his, his son is now, uh, he's divorced now, but his son is, I think 17 or 18 now. And his, uh, his wife actually just messaged me on, on Facebook actually two days ago. Wasn't she on the challenge too, or on the show or something like that? Or was it just that the challenge where she just got married, (laughs) she just got married on the show. Can you walk us through that? Since this is challenge mania and this is one of the craziest stories. Scott, do you know about this story? Like it was the time where, uh, I, I believe Puck was getting married on the challenge. And I, I wasn't yep. on the show at the time. So, and I don't know how it happened either. Like he forced, you know, the production company's hand or no, was- no, they actually, um, it was like a, it was like a mutual thing, you know, um, he was engaged and they were like, yeah, let's do it. And Jamaica was like the perfect place. And so they flew Betty and Bogart out and, you know, we all didn't have any outfits to wear. So we made outfits out of like the trees and the curtains and everything around us. It was a really cool wedding, actually. Is this the same time where the David spit in Puck's face? Yes, it is. And so, Puck almost had to leave the show, but we all rooted for him. And we all told John that if they kick Puck out, then we'd all leave. And so John Murray stayed. told John Murray, told John Murray that it was it was on camera. <laughs> that if so. So get this got this guy and this is I power, just, power the people, man. <laughs> I just recall this from watching it on TV, right? The guy, Puck, has his wedding on TV during the challenge, during a competition, I believe. Battle of Sexes won. Yep. Okay. And during the wedding, uh, one of the other competitors comes and spits in Puck's face during yeah. his wedding. Okay. Then oh, Puck, it wasn't during his wedding. It was before that. But still, it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> dude threatens to quit the show. They all band together. I think someone told us this story. Maybe it was like Mark Long or something. Everybody bands together and says, no, you can't kick or you have to. We all walked off the bus that day um, on the way to a challenge, on the way to a mission. I don't know what you guys call it these days, but we used to call it missions. And we all just got off the bus and John Murray showed up and he was like, you guys got to get back on. We're like, we're not getting back on if you're kicking Puck off. Yeah. And so. And, and And the only way Puck would stay is if or. The only way Puck would stay is if he could spit back and date Haka Loogie in David's face. Is that right? Yeah. And, and the th- no, well, no, if David could spit in uh, Puck's face, because Puck is the one who spit in David's face first. Oh, oh, OK. So okay. after David spit in his face, David still wasn't satisfied. <laughs> so uh, it was just stupid. Oh, Puck was getting kicked off. For spitting in David's face. 
Yeah, because right? because David was literally like saying all this stuff about his family and all this stuff, and then Puck was like, "Wait a minute, I know secrets about you." So, you know, Puck was telling David, telling everybody that David was like a crackhead and he was like doing crack and all this stuff. It was just like back and forth, and then then David, you know, would just was just like saying all this stuff, and Puck just went, and yeah, that's what started it all. So, and then Puck was going to get kicked off, and then you guys all banded together for Puck not to get kicked off. Yeah, exactly. The glory days. Uh, so, <laughs> so, who were those? Uh, Welcome back, Scott. Uh, so, if those. Were you if, sleeping? <laughs> if Puck, no, no, definitely not. Uh, if, if Puck is not one of those three, who are the three guys that you consider your favorites other than D? Well, Isaac is one of my, one of my favorites. He's my second favorite. If not with right there with Derek, because I love Isaac. We, me and him got to travel through New Zealand after we both got kicked off at the same time on the duel too, <laughs> which was a blessing, by the way, because <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't have wanted any other partner on that show to to travel with. Um, and then I love Abram, because Abram to me is is a badass, um, you know, and very creative and artistic, and I admire that. And then my other one is CT. Before I met CT, David Burns told CT about me. So when I finally met CT, he was like, I heard about you. <laughs> and I don't know if he remembers this, but we were in New Zealand and everybody was like freaking crazy, you know, and we were running around in onesies and everybody was fighting. It was like one of the stupidest episodes, but it was so funny because everybody had we they gave us onesies to wear in New Zealand. And that night, everybody got drunk and were fighting with everybody. And um, it was on the duel, too. And I remember it was off camera, but I remember going up to CT that night and I was like, man, you're awesome. I was like, I love you, man. You're cool. And he goes, fuck you, Ruthie, he said. And I go, what? And he goes, nobody says that to me. And he like he walked away and he like he actually didn't even walk away. He like kind of ran away and I like kind of chased after him and I was wearing a onesie and I'm like, wait, wait, what are you talking about? And he actually apologized to me the next day. He goes, Ruthie, I'm sorry. He's like, you know, nobody says that to me. And I'm like, what? Because <laughs> um, apparently people just like, I guess, hated CT or didn't like him or he was just abrasive or whatever. But I always thought he was cool. He was always cool to me. But I remember like in that state, like everybody was like partying and I was like, I love you, man. He was like, fuck you. <laughs> and I was like, huh? <laughs> and then but, he proceeded to to put... Uh, then he proceeded to tear through the house. Was that? Um, that was like Halloween night. And yeah, after what happened with DM and uh, Adam and, you know, DM didn't know what was happening with CT and the rumors going around about him and uh, Siobhan. So then, you know, the whole thing with Adam came up and I think CT just took it out on Adam. Adam. And mm. CT was going through a lot at that time, you know, personally back home, yeah. everybody has a personal life. So, Everything just came out, and it was one of the scariest moments, I think, that I've ever experienced on a challenge because I was sleeping already, and I heard screaming. And it wasn't just, like, screaming parting. It was screaming scared. It was the girls. And I got up, and I ran, and I, I saw, like, Adam with his face, like, no, CT had blood on his face, and Adam was like standing there and people were like holding him back and the door was just broken to the, to one of the guys rooms. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And that was that crazy night. It was, it was pretty scary. 
I, I want to go. I want. I want to go back to the dual two experience with Isaac and 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 kind of wrap up like your experience with the dual two. What happened? Um, you know how all that went down with you. Um, and you know he, he Isaac mentioned New Zealand quite a bit. So he, I think yeah, he, we had a great time. What What did you do? Like. We actually spent two weeks, I think about two weeks after the show and, um, Fatima was the one who dropped us off at the airport and, you know, you're supposed to go home or you don't get paid. But of course, me and Isaac, you know, we're like, we're not going home. They told us there was nothing in Queenstown. So as soon as they dropped us off, we pretend to be good little kids, you know, like, yeah, we're going to go to our plane. No, we didn't. We put our luggage in storage and we ended up traveling New Zealand, we got a free car because we, um, Isaac found out that if you, uh, bring the car from Queenstown to Auckland, they give you a free ferry ride and a free car and all you have to do is pay for gas. So we quote unquote backpacked it through New Zealand for two weeks. Why? Just cause they need to relocate cars. So you're essentially, yeah, it's an awesome like partnership them. between tourist tourism and tourists. Yeah. I wish I awesome. knew that cause we, we drove from, Auckland and oh actually no we got a different car but I went to New Zealand in November and I picked up a car in Auckland drove all the way down to I forget what the port town is but then you take a ferry and then you yeah you take a ferry then I drove all the way down to Queenstown but they gave us a different car at uh, Wellington I believe it is where you land so Never mind. Yeah, it's like one of those backpacker secrets number five hundred sixty-two. You know. Well, now he's doing uh, he's doing this uh, bucket list travel company, and one exactly of the trips, one of the trips he That's was trying what to I talk, wanted to talk D, about. He's trying to talk D into going. I guess they're doing a New Zealand trip around New Year's where they spend New Year's yeah. in New Zealand and yeah. then cross the international dateline and then do New, New Year's, Year's again. Twice. <laughs> yeah, two Year's Eve. He calls it. Um, by yeah, the time... that's 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 the thing that about Isaac is like. Uh, I work in production, and um, you know we might be working together soon um, for his for his show. So I didn't want to say too much if he didn't say anything. That's why I didn't mention it. He did not. So let's not spill the beans. But he is uh, has debuted a podcast, I believe, by the time this airs, called Counter Tourists that you guys should all check out to give him another plug. Mm-hmm. There. He might be coming. He's threatening to come and hang with us. We're doing a Challenge Mania live in San Francisco with Abram, your favorite. And Kahuta and Durrell and I think Isaac, if he's around, is going to try to join us there. So uh, I have a lot of favorites, but more. those are just my four. You know, like I love a lot of different people, but for some reason, most of them are guys. <laughs> Give us because they're great competitors. <laughs> Las Vegas, Nevada. It is August the third. That is the date. That is the time. Derek and myself are coming to Sin City to do Challenge Mania Live with Kayla Casillas, Mikey P, Brandon Nelson, Leroy the Barber Garrett, and of course, Miss Toba Marks. Not yet on the challenge, but maybe someday from Real World Atlanta. We're coming to you from Barcode Burgers, and this show is like none other because everyone is VIP. Everyone gets the I'm a Challenge Maniac cup to drink out of all day. Everybody gets the Challenge Accepted wristband. Everybody gets the Craig Marrier Limited Edition poster, and everyone will get to meet everyone. That's right. The whole day is one big, long after-party slash meet-and-greet. Get your tickets at ChallengeMania.Vegas today. Get tickets to all of our shows at ChallengeMania.Live today. Head there right now. Pause this podcast. Head there right now. We want to see you in Las Vegas, Nevada. Ah, I want some Abram stories now. I mean, we got the Isaac story. What's the CT story? Abram oh, Abram. Um, me and him bonded on um, Battle Sexes 2. It was in New Mexico. 
And um, he was kind of dating Coral at the time, I think, sort of. I don't know what they were doing. Um, <laughs> but they were having fun. And um, I remember I, I, I used to wrestle back in high school. They wouldn't let girls in a wrestling team, so I learned because I would wait till they would finish practice and I'd ask them to teach me. So I learned how to sprawl and do all this other stuff, you know. And uh, when I was talking to Abram on Battle Sexes 2, uh, like he like wrestles and does all this crazy shit. So he taught me a lot of different things when I was on the show. And so I don't know. I've always admired him. Like he's he's different. You know, he's he's not like your usual guy that you hang out with. But I always admired him. He's always been like a, a competitor and and super and I love his art and he's super artistic and he's just different. And so when I asked him to teach me some moves and do all this stuff, he was like more than willing. And I was like, man, this guy is cool. That's why I like Derek, because Derek was hanging on that bag. And I was like, that dude is a competitor. <laughs> I remember that you were hanging and everybody was like, you know, like that guy just, you know, he's like, whatever, he's new. And I was like, no, he's freaking awesome. Like, I knew that you were. I knew that you were a competitor before, probably before you knew it, Derek. Yeah, I definitely didn't know that I could hang on a punching bag that long or if that's what I'd be winning. It's not for. like anybody practices that. for that yeah. shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when I saw you competing, I just knew because you you know heart when you see it, you know what I mean? And when, when we met again and we hung out and the gauntlet too and you like, you know, like threw people out of that ring, I was like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> like that guy is awesome. Like you're a freaking pit bull. Well, you want like, well, you want to know where I really sold myself, uh, Scott, on the on the first day when I walked in the battle sex too, and I didn't know anybody, and I had met all the guys, and I brought out the beer bong and the vodka bottle, and I said, "All right, man, you guys ready to freaking do this shit? I heard you guys were on the real world, and this is what you guys do." And they all looked at me like, "Uh, no, nah, we're gonna pass. We're gonna pass, new guy. We're not doing that. We're on a." challenge show this is the challenge we're competitors now i'm like uh, don't worry about it i get uh, the same shit on my first challenge on battle sex is one like nobody wanted to be my partner like literally i was that last kid like getting picked and i literally was standing there and they they put me with veronica and i was like you know what fuck it we're gonna win and we won third place and it was like nobody wanted to be my partner everybody was like fuck her you know and I was like, well, they have no idea who I am because they saw my show. And for you, they're just like, no, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we're like those people. They're like, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. And and then and then I, I proceeded to uh, take a couple shot glasses, my beer bong and a vodka bottle and walk my happy ass all the way to the other side by where the girls were living. I remember okay? that. You walked out with your vodka bottle. And, and, all the, and, and all the way there, I'm like, these guys are, I'm like, who the fuck picked these guys? These cool guys that are on the real world. Like, they're so cool. They're so cool. I'm like walking down there, fucking kicking up dust and shit. And I walk up to the girls and it's like, Ruthie, Anissa, I don't know. I mean, I don't can't remember who else was there. I'm I just like, remember you walking in the grass with your vodka bottle, and we're like, dude, I think that's Derek. <laughs> and you know, they're all sitting there, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make some friends here, and uh, and I sit down, and I I I take out four shot glasses, I pour four shots, and I'm like, anybody want a shot? And they all looked at me, and they were like, no, we're good. And I'm like, Jesus, who the fuck are these people? I'm like, you know what? Listen, this is what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to take all four of these shots. I'm going to cheers to all of you. And I'm going to yeah. take all four of these by myself. And I was like, <laughs> wham, 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 wham. I'm done with all of these people. All of them. Which, you know, I thought it was cool at the time, but I guess not. No, and me and Zavia actually liked you from the from the get go. <laughs> yeah. and, and here's my here's my Sophia story. Um, so uh, somewhere along the lines, and during the blurred lines of my short stay on the challenge, we did, did go out a few times, and I I, I I made it a point after that to make out as many make out with as many lesbian girls as as humanly possible because <laughs> I was like, listen. I'm going to be the guy that makes those girls like guys again. And, <laughs> and so as I went on and at some point You're I made such out such a 20 something year old to think. <laughs> yeah, Isn't I don't know. he the greatest? <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with people. I'm done with all people and I'm going to make this happen. So like, you know, I think at some point I, I, you know, I told Sophie that I'd never made out with a, uh, with a lesbian girl or, a lesbian chick, you know, and mm, and I think she, I, I think she broke my virginity. So yeah, and then because, <laughs> and then because of her, my my makeout and virginity, and because of, and I thought she was the sweetest ever. I don't think I've ever made out with Ruthie to my recollection. Um, <laughs> I, I got her type, but Sophia always had this like, I don't know. She was just all I just so like soulful and like she's very uh, soulful yes ah uh, and like just the sweetest and um you know i did a couple of events with her like as time went on and uh so we you know we were in close quarters you know often but i just mm-hmm. remember that i was just like ah oh, Le- sophia i fucking love lesbian girls <laughs> um and so you know anytime i was like out and like someone told me that you know they were like you know like girls and i was just like ah oh, I like girls too, and I like you. It was just like, <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. It was just that warm, fuzzy feeling that like Sophia gave me that yeah. I just think that I forever had this like affinity for girls that like girls, you know? Yeah, she's still one of my best friends to this day. And speaking oh. of girls that like girls, the first time I met Camilla, she didn't remember. And the second time I met her, I was like, I remember meeting you. And she's like, I met you. And I'm like, can I tell you the story, please? Oh. <laughs> she was like, she was like, what? And I go, okay, so me, you, Mark Long, Puck, everybody was at this reality, I don't know, some kind of awards thing in LA. And Camilla was already like twisted at that point, but she was so fun. And she tried to kiss me in front of my girlfriend. And I was just like, no, 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 no. And Johnny was there and he was like, oh, if there's anybody that she, you know, whatever, then probably be you. And she doesn't remember this at all. (laughs) But she was like trying to make out with me and Johnny was there. I think they were like kind of dating at the time. And I was like, so when I met her again, I was like, nice to meet you again. And she looked at me like confused. And she was like, I, I, I don't think I met you. And I'm like, oh, yes, you did. <laughs> so you guys made out? Mm-mm. Uh. So my girlfriend was so pissed that she tried. I'm like, hey, I didn't do anything. I was like, no, I didn't do anything. <laughs> and she was like, what's she tried? I'm like, what's your point? <laughs> but, yeah, it was really funny because she was just like trying and then... um Johnny was just laughing. 
That was, was like funny. that was like the real world award show where all the real former real worlders got invited to the the, the same but place. It was where, everybody there, like Jersey Shore, was there? Like I don't know what it was. Was it Fox? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, I could be wrong. I thought it's it wasn't the same day that CT and Johnny threw the comedian into the pool. No. Oh, okay, something different. Oh, speaking of pools, you remember your birthday party the night that I met Jamie Chung? Um, it was up in the hills uh, at uh, that guy's house, Jim. I think his name was. Okay. Okay. I didn't know Jamie Chung. Do you remember? Was there. Yeah, Vaguely. she came, but by that time I was already naked in the pool again. Mm. And that's the first time that I met Jamie. And I was like, so nice to meet you. I was like, I've heard so much about you. You're amazing. She was like, so nice to meet you too. I heard so much about you. And I was like, butt ass naked in the pool. It was your birthday party at the mansion. Oh yeah. Um, so please, was there more that happened? Yeah, there was a lot that happened that night. Do you not remember? <laughs> I, I I barely I vaguely remember. I am having another birthday party in New York City. Um August seventeenth, Caroline. For Broadway. anybody that doesn't know, Eric, uh, Derek was a was an actor, and he uh, was in this movie called Hyenas. Uh, and the producer threw him a birthday party at a mansion up in the hills in Hollywood. Yeah. Go ahead. And that night was pretty freaking crazy, and they had a camera crew, and I threatened the camera crew to stop filming me because I was naked. <laughs> and, and and Jamie was there, and who else was there? Jamie came, but the thing is, Jamie Jamie is so discreet because she said the reason why she like avoids cameras and all that, and she even came uh, to a couple events that we had for you know challenge people, even up in Universal City, but she refused to be filmed. Um, was mm -hmm. because her agent at the time told her that if she ever wanted to be a successful actor, she had to completely cut herself from the challenges. Um, or at least that's what she said to me at the time. But she was super nice to actually come because she missed everybody. So she said hi to everybody, but she was like, don't film me, don't photograph me. Like, But yeah, she was super cool. But I remember the first time I met her, I was like completely naked in the pool. And I was just like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the thing with her is she is such uh and thank God she stayed off I love all the Jamie, cameras. <laughs> and thank God she distanced herself from the challenge because she it and took that advice from her from her agent because she is super successful now and yeah. crushing but it. At, but at the same time and, and Scott ne sat next to her on, on an airplane the other day, ironically, for six hours. Did you? And was, and was scared to talk to her until the end. No, um, it wasn't but, that I was on, scared to talk to her, but go hold ahead. On. And, and Were you scared? No, oh, God. come on. Oh, she's one of the sweetest people <laughs> that you'll ever meet. No. And she's genuine. She's not fake. Okay, she's now, super genuine. Now I have to clarify because D's a schmuck. No, so <laughs> I sit I'm down. Kidding. I go to my seat. And she's already there. And like, I have pretty high priorities. So the fact that she was already there means she has even more priorities. So I look at her. I think it's her. She's got a hat on. I sit down. I'm like 90% sure it's her, but we have a six hour flight from LAX to JFK. If I, I know that she's super sweet, I know that if I start talking to her 30 minutes in, she's obligated to talk to me for five and a half hours. So what I did was I waited till we were like an hour and a half from JFK. Then I said something and we ended up talking for like the last hour and a half. So I did 
did her the solid of being able to get two oh, movies okay. in before, you know what I mean? Because I, I know how flights work when you're in such close Isn't proximity. Isn't she awesome though? No, Isn't she was she super cool? sweet, super nice. We talked about yeah. everything. Um, she loved, cause we, I, I was coming back from LA where we had just done the show with <laughs> Cyrus and Adam and Veronica and Derek. all these people and Derek. And she, she let, she said, say hi to everybody but Derek. Um, but no, but like, I, I, I will say this. My, my wife is so friendly that sometimes we'll sit on a plane. We'll get, we'll sit down on a plane and she'll like engage the person who's like sitting in the row of three with us or like across from us. Or sometimes it's like we're complaining about something that just happened. Like they said there was no overhead room, but there really was. And she'll make the mistake of engaging someone like before we take off. And then you're like obligated to check in with them every 45 minutes or so. You have to be like, is that good? Did you get the salmon? Should I have gone with the veggie wrap? What'd you get? No, all you got to do is put your earphones in when you decide not to talk. That's what I do. But that's so awkward if you're like literally rubbing elbows with somebody. You know what I mean? Like you can do it if they're across the way or if you have like your wife next to you. No, literally when it's time, you just put your earphones in and you say, hey. Okay? And you shut and your eyes. If you're yeah, too solo, you're two solo people in a two for seat and literally you decide to engage someone during takeoff and then you're like, all right, but now I'm just going to go and yeah, I'm going to watch. That's how it movies. is. And it's not yeah. rude. It's it's just, you know, all right. Yeah. And, and my it's time. That- and instead of talking about all the famous movies Jamie's been in, and he was talking to her about the challenge for a fucking hour and a half, you jackass! No, I wasn't. I talked about we talk, we barely talked about the challenge because I could tell, I could just sense, kidding, just I could kidding. sense. She actually won one, right? Like good guys or something. Yeah, she's yeah. one for one. She's batting a thousand. Yes, but no, what happened she's was awesome. I don't even know how this she happened because it. I didn't even have the Wi-Fi. But during the convo, I got a text from her agent that said, "Hey, cut the challenge talk out." So no, but she, <laughs> no, she I, you can tell. Cause she, she clearly has detached herself for obvious That's what reasons. Happened. And like she cares, like she cares, like she was like delighted. You could tell she was delighted to see photos of you guys and thought it was so cool. There was like that I would like knew you guys and that like it was like bringing up a blast from the past. She did not want to talk about like how many missions she won on free agents, you know, like that. That's just in the past for her, you know? So we talked about she's like a, Game of Thrones and Netflix. She's actually one of the sweetest people I've ever met. And whenever, I remember before she was an actress, like, I remember when she was taking acting classes and people were talking about, like, people off the road that want to do acting. And I was just like, dude, just do your thing. You know, it's like, that's so cool. You know, no, um, I to- oh, and I she told was very this. passionate about it. She was actually surprised to hear this. But I told her, I said, your name comes up on our podcast a lot because whenever we're talking about people who like moved on from MTV reality and like transcend their time on the challenge and have like succeeded, whether it be in Hollywood or like in the case of the Miz and wrestling or in another, well, even if avenue, it was behind the scenes, you know, like I'm just happy for her. Like she's just so, she's just a good person. And I just, I'm so happy for her. She yeah, just, that's- she was like humbly did not realize that like, she's one of the more successful people to come from MTV. You know, like but she, not just successful. She's humble, you know, and that's what I love about her. Like yeah. she's just a real person. Yeah, just yeah. To kind of like just jump on what Ruthie's saying is like you know my encounters and my my uh, t- you know brief you know I I would have considered her a friend back in the day when we were uh, uh, hanging out in Hollywood because we were I don't know we would do some random stuff here and there. She would pop up at you know uh, an event here and there. You know I even yeah. remember. Singer with DM and and 
mm-hmm. and just like she would invite us. She had she had like little part her her you know the dude she was saying back in the day like she she invited people had like parties and stuff like that like yeah. dude she was you know I mean popped into the birthday party which I didn't even know about. She came <laughs> so. to your birthday party, Derek. <laughs> she I came was, to your birthday party at the mansion. Come on, yeah, I, I mean <laughs> she loves I, you. Yeah, she was she was awesome, man. I uh, and so yeah. Uh, you well, know, dude, uh, all success aside, as a real person, hundred percent, like genuine, humble. Like working behind nice. the scenes, I work on indie films a lot too, and like these people just want like five different kinds of kombucha, and then I work with uh, George Clooney and Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep, and they like if you tell them you got five minutes, they just stand up and they're like, okay, I'm ready to go, you know, and it's like, God, these freaking indie people need to learn this. <laughs> Like, these people are so cool, you know? And, like, I even work with, like, Carol King and Aloe Black. Like, I work with so many people, and they're just super professional and just down to earth. And then I think that these up-and-coming actors or whatever they think they are, like, they think they have to be divas or something. And I'm like, no. Like, this is your job. You don't have to be an asshole, (laughs) you know? Um, So I think it's surprising because when I work with, like, people that are, like, considered to be A-list celebrities, they are literally just way more human and normal and down-to-earth than anybody else that nobody knows their name. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. Um, we just did a podcast with Isaac where we literally got to, I believe, one question in the two hours. People are going to rake me over the coals if I don't get to some of their questions for you, Ruthie. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, here's a good one. Very broad, but Megan says, what is your I can't believe I did that moment from all of your challenges? I think she means sort of competition-wise or stunt-wise. Ah, <sighs> hmm. Anything crazy that when you look back on it, you're like, wow, I did that? Uh, on the challenges? Yeah, like, did you ever have to eat anything weird, jump off ever, anything high, do something that, like, today, looking back on it, you're like, oh, my God. Uh, not really, because, like, it's kind of crazy, because I'm not afraid of heights, but in my dreams, I'm completely terrified. I wake up sweating, and then I wake up and I go, wait, I'm not afraid of heights. Um Oh, you know what? I re- I really regret this, and I, I I hate it so much. But like Colin, um, he like literally <laughs> gave me a bunch of his prizes because of it because they copied our puzzle, and the producers told me, told us, and the final battle sex is one that we um, had to leave the puzzle after we finished it, and so many people said, why don't you knock it down? And that's the only reason why the guys caught up with us was because they copied it. Um, we had been practicing on these little puzzle things for like a week because they gave us these little puzzle things to prepare for the final. And by the time that we got to the final, Ellen, um, I think that was her name, the Korean girl, she figured out half the puzzle and I literally saw it. Like it was like a vision. I'm like, don't move. I'm like, don't touch anything. And I put the last pieces in. I'm like, holy shit, we're going to kill them. They're never going to finish this final. And the producers told us that we couldn't um, touch it after we finished it. And most people said, why don't you knock it down? So I think that's the one thing that I regret to this day is like, 
why didn't I just ask again? Like, can I just knock this over? Yeah, they've since learned from that. And, and ever now since they, then, yeah, they, I've, I've seen a couple challenges after that where they knock it down because yeah. of that. And I'm just like, dude, like, you don't understand. Like, you get rules that are off camera. And if we didn't knock that, if we knock that down, I'm, I'm telling you the honest truth. And I believe this a thousand and ten percent. Um, they would never even have finished the final because it was like a vision, like, hallelujah, you know? And I was like, holy shit, I see it. It's like a vision. And I put the pieces in. Thank, thank you to Ellen for doing the first half. And I was like, there it is. And we ran. And next, you know, we see them behind us. We're like, how the hell did they catch up to us? And we didn't find out till we um, got to the final. And um, Johnny Mosley said, hey, uh, they copied your puzzle, like whatever. And I was just like, what? And so that was... I was, I was crying so hard, but it didn't show, um, because I was like, that's messed up that they told us not to knock it down and the guys copied it and they won 50,000, uh, out of my pocket. <laughs> so I was like, dude, I was in college at the time. So I was like, that could have paid off my loans. <laughs> yeah. Now um, the pot's a million dollars. Yeah. And they yeah, let you I'm cover surprised your people are killing each other over it. <laughs> Um, here is a good one. Okay. Alex says of the four challenges you competed on, which one was your favorite and which was your least favorite? Uh, my least favorite I'll start with was New Mexico because we're in the middle of nowhere on a farm where, uh, the horse was crazy. So every time I fed him like apples, he would try to eat me. Um, and then my favorite was um, Battle of Sexes 1 because it was in Jamaica and we had free reign. We got to talk on the phone every day. We had to, we got to share two, uh, uh, one cell phone to two people. And you don't get that kind of freedom on the challenges after that, as far as I know. Um, and so we had freedom. We could go wherever we want. Like we could like hang out. And the last challenge that I did, they like treated us like, prisoners <laughs> like we go on field trips like on saturday like and i was like oh my god and then like once once a week or something we get to go like out to a club or something and i was just like this is crazy so my favorite was definitely the freedom uh that we had on battle sexes one where we could like go golfing or massages or whatever we wanted and all we had to do was show up for challenge day so that was definitely my favorite and and the the location was amazing because we were right on the water. Uh, Mike Bongiovanni says you were very good and even a dominant player on the challenge. And it's wait, you were, uh, wait, what does he say? You were a good and dominant player on the challenge, even in its infancy. Why did you stop playing? And what do you think of how the, sh what the show has become? So what was the reason that, um, you stopped doing the shows, Ruthie? Um, I think the last one was kind of like traumatizing for me because I don't know if you guys remember this, but I was going against Kim and everyone, everyone, I'm not even joking. Every single person was just screaming for Kim because I found out that, you know, they wanted me out early on. Um, I thought that I had an alliance sort of with uh, Rachel, but Rachel only did an alliance with me by saying, I won't vote you in if you won't vote me in. And I go, well, nobody's going to vote you in. So what do I have to win about this? You know? So my only thing was to try to win. So I had no alliances. Like I even tried to align with 
Landon and he went with Brittany and I thought that I had friends on Battle of Sexes too and realized that because I was a competitor, they were going to try to get me out super early on and realizing that after I lost, um, to Kim, I, I actually cried that they couldn't interview me and, uh, TJ came up to me and he goes, I just have to say you're one of my favorites. And I'm just like, and he goes, don't tell anybody that. And I said, I'm telling everybody. I said, (laughs) (laughs) now we know that was my last, my last challenge. And I, I literally was so traumatized by it because I'd never, I never, I mean, since I was a kid, you know, like, yeah, you experience that being bullied, but it was in my adulthood and it was so heartbreaking, you know, like you ever cry that you can't breathe. You're like, like that kind of cry. They couldn't even interview me. And so they stopped. They like, okay, we can't. And, um, I left, I left with Isaac and I just explored New Zealand, but that was crazy for me. Um, I think that's the reason why I didn't go back, but at the same time, there's always this like voice in the back, like, maybe you could actually finally win one, you know? What, uh, did they stop calling you completely or were there a few that you turned down? Yeah, they called me for a couple of them. Um, but not recently at all. So I think that it's because I just was like, I think I posted a couple of times that I don't know if I want to ever do one again because of what happened. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if it's because I work behind the scenes now. So I have no idea what they're thinking. You, you know, talking about that sort of just kind of brings me back and, and reminiscing to the days like you were like one of our favorite players, like you were one of society's uh the challenge universe's favorite players, you know, so to say that, you know, you had the whole house against you. Um, I believe that there that was an era that was a time where you were one of like the veteran players that people you know, probably said, this is the one we're going to, we're, we're going to team up. We're going to take the vets out. Like this happens generally, generally, general. Yeah. But hearing everybody screaming for the other girl just to get you out was heartbreaking, you know? Yes, yes, yes. I know. I know. And, you know, for me, I remember when you lost on the gauntlet too. And, you know, we were living in that room for a little bit as, as, as captains for our team. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was awesome. Then you went up against Beth. But it was a weight contest. I, I know. Like, holy shit. I, I fell to that. I fell to that contest too. It was a reverse tug of war. I hated it. I hated that. It was that a you weight lost. contest. I was like, I feel I, like no matter what I do, she's, all she has to do is lean over. <laughs> I was, it's all she had to do. It's just like a game of physics. It's very simple. Completely yeah. outweighed you. And I was screaming for you, screaming. And I like, I had no fucking care in the world what, you know, Beth thought Aww. at the time. And, um, you know, and, but, you know, as she came back, you know, I, you know, I still had like the, the look of like, you know, fucking intensity in my eyes as she came back to our team. And I still muttered the words like, good job, you know? <laughs> Uh, you Thank know, you. But and she was like, I, I heard who you were rooting for, and I was just like, Yeah, I was rooting for fucking her. I was rooting for it, and then I said some other bad things to to her. <laughs> um, it was not very you know, I've nice. Never, and, I've never trained for a challenge, but I can't imagine if I did. You know, it's like I watch UFC all the time, and I'm like, God, there's like prodigies, and there's people that train. Can you imagine if a prodigy actually trained? I've never. I've yeah. always just gone on, and I'm like. I can't imagine what I would do to these people if I actually trained. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely, we all thought, you know, you, you know, you know, coming up in the game was, were like one of the best players. Even when I saw, you know, saw you on the Battle Texas 2 and then, you know, on Gauntlet 2, like it pained me to not have you on the team anymore. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I feel like Benjamin Button sometimes, you know, it's like, God, I'm moving backwards. I'm like, maybe I should do another challenge. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> August 17th in New York City. I know exactly what you're talking about. We're celebrating my 22nd birthday. Yay. So, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I'm Asian years, you know. <laughs> Someone actually asked in jest, obviously, if you were a vampire because they said that you look so freaking great and you seem not to age at all. So do you I don't other, understand why, honestly. My friends call me a, va- a vampire because sometimes I'll wake up, like, if I get a lot of sleep and I drink a lot of water, like, I just look in the mirror and I go, wait. Am I dreaming? Cause like sometimes I look at myself and even I go to the store and I still like, you know, just, I still smoke cigarettes. So I go and they, they're like, this isn't you. And I'm like, no, really it is. And they're like, no, like this isn't. And I'm like, please just give me the cigarettes. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, there's those days that I'm just like, who is that? You know, and then I don't sleep. I work so much. Like sometimes in production, you know, the Scott, like sometimes you work like 17 hours and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. Um, but yeah, like sometimes I feel like it's that movie, like I'm moving backwards and no, I don't know why, but yeah, I, my friends think that I'm a vampire and I, I tell them I'm a vampire that likes the sun. <laughs> I, I, I saw you post an Instagram story about your cameo and you being on cameo now. And I saw yeah. the video and I was just like, oh, my gosh, dude, she looks so good. That's actually not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like other days, like other days. I'm like, who is that? Like um, that cameo video, I was watching it. I was just like, yeah, that's not that's not like I still, you know, I kind of look like me, but like. Some days I wake up and I go to brush my teeth and I look in the mirror and I have to look twice. I'm like, what? <laughs> like even, even like Monica sometimes she like tells me like, you look like you're like 18. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> am I in, am I in the same universe? <laughs> Whatever you do, don't try the face, the face age face app at face age. No, app. don't anyone do that anymore. Stop with that. That got old so quickly, and I'm not trying to make a joke out of getting old. No, that is so – don't do it. I, first of all, there's rumors that it's like some like Russian spy app, and all they're doing is – You know, they your- did a, 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 a actual scientific study on – I think it's called Centaurians or whatever. That, that there, There's a name for people that are 100 years or older, and the reason why they're that old and they're still like running like marathons and all this is because of mentality – that they don't think that 30, 40, 50, 60 is old. And I think that's the reason why, like I stay young, because I actually don't think that either. <laughs> and I don't know. I just, I just feel like, you know, people are like, Oh my God, I'm so old. Like my, my back hurts. Like this hurts. Like whatever. And I'm just like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, gosh, you know, us Asians, like you're not old until you're 90. Like you look at an Asian and they're like 70. You're like, Oh, you look young. You blink, you look back. And all of a sudden you're like a hundred. You're like, Holy shit. I just saw you like two seconds ago. Um, Asian years is a whole different story. Like I have different blood. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, I look so much younger than, you know, a lot of other people. And I'm very grateful for it. (laughs) We've got a new website. It's challengemania.live. It is a one-stop shop 
That's right. You can get ticket links, information on every single Challenge Mania live show on the docket. You can also get to the podcast page. You can get to the Patreon page. You can even get to challengemania.shop all in one spot. Bookmark it, guys. The new website is challengemania.live. Thank you. Um, I want to get out of here on one question from our good friend, 100 Question Howard, who has not appeared on the show in quite some time. He has a ton of questions. Uh, Welcome back to the show, Howard. Some of these are pretty heavy. He's one of our favorites. He's been taking some time off. Good to see he must be doing well well, because he's back at it. He asked about 100 questions here. Some of them are pretty damn heavy, and I don't want to end on any of those. No, I don't care. (laughs) Oh, man, I got to use the bathroom. Hold on. Okay, so I'll ask two. So while Dee's using the bathroom, you can just put yourself on mute. (laughs) Here's a a fun one. Howard says, most would say that Ruthie was a trailblazer long before that was even a buzzword. What's the biggest effect or accomplishment that Ruthie's speaking engagement or or MTV career has brought to her? Um, I think influence. And that's like a, an older word, not the new Instagram influence word. <laughs> um, a lot of people, like I said before earlier in this podcast, where they came out to me and also like, you know, didn't commit suicide because of it. Um, those kinds of effects that we used to have on people that actually wrote to me on paper and pen. <laughs> um, those were the kinds of impacts that I had when I used to do, um, uh, lectures, but I also spoke at military bases. I actually got flown out to, uh, military bases as far as Adana, Turkey, you know, um, that's the kind of things that I used to do. And that was crazy. But at the same time, it's like, we're all human. Even this one girl, she said that her boyfriend got her addicted to heroin because he was a dealer and she had been clean for a week, just waiting for me to come to Ohio just to speak. And she couldn't wait to talk to me and tell me and ask me for advice. And I'm not a drug counselor, but I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, wow. Like people actually, I didn't know the impact that I had or even the kind of like influence that I could have if I were to speak to these people until they came up to me in person. So that was pretty crazy for me. Yeah. And just in the spirit of 100 question, Howard, I'll ask a second one of his. He says, does Ruthie feel that her legacy is fully cemented in the challenge realm or does she feel she has something still to prove? So Mm, that's what I talked about before. (laughs) Would you go back? There's something in the back. Um, what would have to I, be know, different? I, would anything have to be different in the the pitch or the offer or the circumstance? Or is it as simple as you get that call from somebody at BMP and they say, "Hey, we want to hire you, but not for that APOC gig. We want to send you to <laughs> Thailand to do the challenge." Honestly, like if, off the top of my head, like if Derek were to like if I could train with Derek for like a month, I would go back on. There you go, D. No pressure. Man. I don't know. Shoot. If oh, for sure. No, I'd totally take her under my wing, just like she took me under her wing <laughs> 15 years ago. Um, you know, Monica was really impressed that you like literally like did a handstand and like did pushups. And she was like, what? <laughs> and yeah. I was like, yeah, that's Derek. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take a, a lot more than a month to figure that one out. Though. I know I can't do that. <laughs> what I'm saying is I never trained for a challenge, but if I did for a month, I couldn't imagine what I would do to these people. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you always had it. You always had it. It's crazy to hear sometimes that, you know, some of the the challenges. When are they are ever going to have like a, you know, 
veterans versus rookies for real type Dude, of thing. We've been people uh, write in about that uh, concept more than any other type of season they want to see. People think that might but be the But you know what I'm talking about? Gonna... Like a real, a real veterans. And I'm not talking about rookies like just their first challenge. I'm saying that they've won challenges. That's great. I'm saying like veterans versus rookies where both have come to a certain point. Yeah. No, it would be nice. Here's here's where it runs into murky waters is I don't know if they can find, you know, true competitors, you know, that can hang with some of these like, you know, newer, fresher. And I think I think I mean, look at that guy, Joss, right, for example, isn't he sort of a rookie? Yeah. Okay, so what happened with you two? Right. Yeah, that was crazy. It was. That's competition right there. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there are people that are veterans that are freaking tough as hell. And that's the kind of rookies I'm talking about. And that's the kind of veterans I'm talking about. It's like you and him was a perfect example. I, I think, I think it can happen. I think people, but the way reality T, the trajectory of what you know, reality TV and the challenge wants the spectacle that they want, you know, is, is geared more towards those people that viewed the challenge, how we viewed it back in the day, beer bong and vodka bottle and let's go, (laughs) you know, you know what I miss though? I miss like the individual, like that was really cool. And that's, it's like, yeah, we were a team on Battle of Sexes 1, but I missed the fact that we actually got graded on our actual individuality as well. Yeah. I missed that because that literally, like, solidified and validated you because you were working hard as a team. Like, literally, when I knew how to do something, I would tell the whole team about it because it didn't matter who won to me. It was it, what mattered was that we won. When people are like, why are you telling them how to win? I'm like, we're on, we're on a team. Like, if... If I tell you my secret, just like when I was hanging upside down, people don't even know. And I told them, I'm like, dude, I practiced on a tree before. I know how to hang there forever. It was a simple thing. And they're just like, how? And I'm like, so I told the whole team, you know, and I'm like, this is what you do. (laughs) This is what makes you lighter. I'm like, there's a method to every madness, you know, and I'm just like, do it. And people are like, why are you sharing secrets? I'm like, because we're a team. Like, to me, it didn't matter if I won or, you know, Ellen won or Anissa or whoever. I'm like, as long as somebody beat those boys. <laughs> right. I uh, yeah. I heard a rumor that if by chance you happen to be in New York City on August the 17th, you might come and celebrate Derek's birthday with us over at Caroline's on Broadway. Ruthie, is that true? Any truth to that rumor? That is very true. <laughs> oh, we're going to bring it back from the mansion days to the comedy club. On Broadway, Ruthie, if you yep. can make it, man. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'll be in, I'll be in, uh, I'll be in New York at that time. So I think that I think I'd make that happen for sure. All right. Well, we would love to introduce you to some of the the newer cast members you may or may not. I be, would love uh, to meet these with. people because I don't really know a lot. <laughs> well, they all know you, so it'll be cool because I think that they all remember you. Trust me. So. Um, no, I highly doubt it. They were five. There. No, that's not <laughs> true. I, I'm telling you. It's hit and miss. It, I mean, it's hit and miss with some people. You know what I mean? Like we've had who like Hunter, for example, Hunter, like had no clue who, you know, certain people like Katie Doyle. She he didn't know who Katie Doyle. Was. I know. Paul, you know what oh I mean? God, Paulie and Nani. Paulie and Nani. Paulie and Nani know who uh, who Ruthie is. Yeah, probably. Lo- Paulie. I, yeah, I love Nani. <laughs> oh, 
Nani gonna be there. So. Oh, is she? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a good time. Clearly, we taped this before the scheduling changes occurred. Do we, we released the last? Oh, we don't know. That's the, it the, for uh, now. The, just cut okay, it Okay, that's just, it for now. Just, All right. Okay, let's not spill that. the beans. Yeah, and, and maybe Ruthie. And maybe Ruthie. maybe Ruthie. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Ruthie, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people follow you? I know you're not necessarily a social media mogul these days, but where can people follow you if they want to find out what you're doing and hear your thoughts? Not a mogul. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter at Planet Ruthie and um, Instagram at um, Ruthie World. And I also just joined Cameo. Thank you, Derek. Yes. Yeah, where can people, so people just search your name into Cameo and they can get a personalized Yeah, video? they can search my name or Ruthie World. I actually, um, I actually, uh, was, was having fun because I was looking through Cameo and I thought it was funny because I used to do music and people were like rapping things to people like as a video. I'm like, dude, I should do that because that's super fun. Like I used to rap. I, mean, I think what you want, I mean, don't, don't by any means feel obligated to do this in the same exact, uh, way that you did it on Real World Hawaii, but it'd be cool if you had access to a pool and maybe what you do is you save <laughs> up a couple cameos and you do like your hello, you like dive into the pool and jump and say like, Hey, what's up, Mary? Thanks for sending me a cameo. I just want to shout you out. It's Ruthie from Real World Hawaii. Boop. And then you Happy jump birthday! in. Happy birthday. And then jump in. Now, granted, you don't have to do it in the same manner that you did it on, but I think that would be very iconic. I if mean, you have access Derek, to the pool. You could get, you could order my first cameo and I'll send you one. I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm actually. I'm gonna put it out there soon. I am sure it's happened by now. By the time this. Yeah, no, I mean, like you could order it, but, and I'll just like send you a cameo. Like, <laughs> are you gonna jump in the pool with all your clothes on, or none of your clothes on? I guarantee uh, you, I'll do it with none. I think I'm gonna go oh. to Ukraine soon. So I, I, uh, there's this lake that they they keep people keep talking about. I had no idea that Ukraine was like beautiful looking, and I'm like, I think I want to go to Ukraine because it's like six hours away uh, so yes if you order that and you put it in the description yes yeah okay <laughs> wish me happy birthday my birthday's august 17th wish me happy birthday uh i'll, I'll send you a birthday video <laughs> doing it og uh real world ruthie style literally <laughs> real, world, real world hawaii ruthie style in the ukraine Exactly. I guarantee you, you're gonna get oh, some wow. cameo requests. No, after like people, people are doing this. like little raps and stuff. I'm like, oh my god, like I love doing shit like that. I'm like well, that'd be go. so fun. Maniacs, yes. head over to I... Cameo and get Ruthie to send you a personalized message. I guarantee you, you get a few after this podcast. I'm runs, very my creative, friend. like super. Uh, I'm, I'm ordering mine. Awesome. When are you going to Ukraine again? Um, we're going on, we're supposed to go next weekend, I think. Okay. After. Yeah. So you're in Poland, you're going to the Ukraine. I'm starting to figure out why you're. But if you're you order it now, then I'll just Ruthie, have to find a poll. And I'll just world. jump in. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so okay. much, Ruthie. We really That's appreciate it. That's actually a great you. idea. That's there funny. You go. See, there you go. All right. Thank you so Thank much. You Thank so you much so much for much. having me. Scott, and, uh, it was very nice to officially meet you. Yes. In, uh, Audio person. <laughs> yes. Hopefully we can meet in person in August. That'd be awesome if you yeah, come by. Yeah, for sure. Know. I'll be filming out there. So cool. Hell yeah. All right, D. There she was, Ruthie, back in our lives again. Yeah, man. I'm so excited for this cameo to come out for all the challenge maniacs. I kind of. It's for us. 
we're doing a throwback in another country. You know, it's, uh, Ruthie's great, man. I, I hope she can make it out August 17th, uh, for the birthday. That'd be a, that'd be a nice little mix. Scott, gosh, that'd be nice. You know, um, she was such a classic character. I mean, how do you, how can you forget her? Is she just not synonymous with the real world? I, am I wrong? No, I, I told, dude, like I mentioned that, that like, moment where her and tech jumped in the pool. Yeah. That, that was an iconic moment in general. And like I said, like a symbol of, uh, liberation almost, you know, for MTV yeah. and for the challenge. Um, and you know, we just had Amaya on Challenge Mania Live in Los Angeles, like that relationship with her and Colin. And I say it all the time whenever I, my brain is racking for examples of, uh, the jobs they have on the real world. I always say works at a skate shop for some reason. So for yeah. some reason, surf and skate, I should say, surf and skate. Uh, for some reason, that job they had always stuck with me on Real World Hawaii. So iconic season, iconic cast member, someone who's certainly beloved, and she delivered. I let, look, I, she does not still watch the show, so she doesn't check that box for me. As you guys, I've mentioned on the show sometimes before, that's my favorite kind of guest is an OG who still watches the show. So like Paula Walnuts, love that. Like that's my favorite style of guest. But Ruthie, next best thing in the sense that like, she doesn't still watch the show, but she's just an open book and she gets it and she's not awkward at all. And it's just like, let's just chat. Let's just talk. I want to talk about anything and anything she can remember, whether it's something on the show, something off the show, something she did last week, a party she went to with you, uh, to you, blah, 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 a party she went to for you with Jamie Chung, whatever. She remembers it in detail and she will just talk about it with <laughs> no, as if there's no, you know, she doesn't need to second guess anything she's saying whatsoever, which I love. So, um, uh, love Ruthie. I just, I just hate that, you know, she ended with a bad taste in her mouth. You know what I mean? It ended, it ended, the challenge, her challenge run ended with, you know, the new, like, the newer generation wanting to take over. You know what I mean? And she had like, you know, didn't have that many of her people left or they turned on her. Or she decided to go rogue. You know, she's always been this like individual. You know what I mean? Like just like take on the world by herself, you know? That's the kind of feel I get from her. And I think that, you know, nearing the end, it it happens to a lot. It happens to a lot of the OGs, man. They're just like the newer casts or the newer cats are just like, get these dudes out of here. They've been running this game for too long, you know, and Ruthie was one of those names, one of those faces that was like strong, you know, and she she never worked out. Had she ever worked out, you know, we, you know, maybe we, we missed out on what could have happened, but that's the name of the game, man. You gotta train for this shit, you know? Yeah. I do. I, she would be a really fun, uh, callback if they, if they do look, and here's the thing. I mean, I, I think it'd be great if they just brought her on a future season of the show, but, but if they do ever do like that veteran season, I mean, she'd be a very fun name to have on. Um, cause I think, I mean, she looks like she's still in great shape. Um, and she would want to do it, it sounds like, which which I and she, love. And her back doesn't hurt like most old folks. Well, I'm not calling her old. I'm just saying, like, my back hurts sometimes. <laughs> She's careful, older than your, I am. Your birthday's coming up, too. <laughs> I'm getting these texts right now from uh, Kayla and Mikey. They're down at Barcode Burgers, where we're doing the Challenge Mania Vegas show on Saturday, nice. August Scouting 3rd. Everybody's VIP. And they went there, and that's where I sent the I'm a Challenge Maniac cups, which are dope. And they're just like, I mean, this is what I love about Kayla and Mikey. And, you know, we work with a lot of different people when we do these shows and just, you know, they, 
and not only do they get it, but they just, they love it. Like, they're, they just like went, and granted, this is his best friend's place, so like, you know, but regardless, like, they're over there now just like having some, they went there purposely to go there and like take boomerangs and photos with the flyers that I sent there and the, and the challenge maniac mugs and, and it's like, they're just doing it because they love it. They like it and they can't wait to meet you guys next Saturday, uh, in Vegas. So love those guys and you're going to love them too. Um, love obviously Leroy Tova and Brandon as well, but I mean like Kayla and Mike, you're just like the perfect people to have on board for one of these things. Uh, Challenge Mania Vegas is our next one on Saturday, August the 3rd. You're going to have a great time. And then we talked about it, your birthday party. If you want more info on the birthday party deal, go to patreon.com slash challengemania. We talk about it a little bit more on our last bonus podcast. Uh, but we will be there with Paulie and Cara, the power couple, if you will. Is it safe to call them a power couple, D? Uh, yeah, I think so. They've been going strong for like a long time and they've been in like the public eye for a long time. And that's a strong couple, man. You know, it's just, you know, they don't take no shit. Kayla doesn't take any shit from anybody, anytime, anywhere. Blue hair, pink hair, blind, doesn't matter. Kayla, I'm talking about about Car and Polly. Oh, sorry. I thought you were still talking about uh, (laughs) Kayla and Mikey. I'm talking about New York. Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah. No, this is, uh, uh, Look, on a fl- on the flip side, you know, it's weird. We're like with Kayla and Mikey. They're a power couple too. Yeah, and then we're with, you know, you know, Cara and, 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 and Paula, you know, the two weeks later, which are like opposites. But, um, yeah, man, it's, you know, Cara and Pauly are very, um, you know, just, uh, man, they're like, they're considered a power couple in the challenge community. You know what I mean? Like they are going strong. They don't hide it. And they don't give a fuck about nothing either, you know. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad they're gonna be there for the birthday, Scott. You know, uh, I had a good time with them at, at Challenge Mania Live Boston. You know, we went out with the with the family, with Cars family. Um, afterwards, well, you didn't, but I went out with them, and um, you know, just uh, you know, Cars a little bit more, you know. S- someone i've known for a long time you know what i mean and uh you know we've had our ups and you know we've had a lot of ups you know just so i'm glad she's gonna be there you know we've gone to fucking universal together we've gone to um you know we've been in these crazy countries together we ran that dirty 30 final pretty much hand in hand you know and so you know she just she, she keeps on dominating the challenges you know yeah, we would have loved to have had uh, Nani with us at your birthday, but it's not going to work for out for sure. this one. It'll work out for a future one. She was great at Chicago in yeah, February. We'll for get her sure. on another one. We're trying to get her on the podcast. Uh, maybe I can talk her into that, but uh, we'll see. All right, guys, thank you so much. We gave you a two for this week because we want to get the word out for all the stuff we got going on, and we hope you like the Isaac episode. If you haven't heard that, go check it out. We hope you like this episode with Ruthie. Let her hear it at Planet Ruthie. You guys can support her directly by going to Cameo, getting a Cameo from Ruthie. That's the way you can support all these guys. People wonder, you know, if we don't have stuff for them in the shop, you can also go and grab a Cameo from them. You know, if you have a friend or family member in your life who's a big fan of Ruthie or the real world or Nostalgia or any of these guys, get a Cameo because a lot of that money, most of it, about 90% of it goes directly to the cast member while you're there i mean there's some big names by the way i don't know if you've been to cameo lately d you can get like brett Favre to say happy birthday to your buddy for like 400 bucks so you get four you get four packer fans together and you can make somebody's dream come true you know stick, stick with the challenge people it's a lot cheaper trust me no i know but i'm saying if you want to go down a rabbit hole while you're getting that ruthie cameo you know you can see it's fun it's interesting the people who have signed up for cameo you know 
Um, all right, guys. Uh, ChallengeMania.shop, free shipping through August 11. 400 bucks for a, for a happy birthday? Are you kidding? Absolutely. Who wouldn't? Right, exactly. Or you can just come down, pay 30 bucks, and come down to Caroline's on Broadway, say happy birthday to D, wearing a happy birthday Derek t-shirt from ChallengeMania.shop. Guys, we cannot Ooh. thank you enough. The patrons over at Patreon.com slash ChallengeMania, the pod squad. Just want to shout out some new patrons over there. Bernie, the ultimate maniac, Rodriguez. Love it. Almost wow. like Benny the Jet Rodriguez coming in at a great level there we love you thank oh you gosh. bernie you are the man or woman could be a female bernie who knows but bernie thank you so much the ultimate maniac rodriguez we got some swag coming your way for sure maybe even a maniac pin maybe we'll get you one of those zach ronald rob stewart is back that's right he actually sent me a, a private message said hey yeah scott you know i became a patron again I, you, you don't need to give me a shout out man uh uh, but I, you know, I, I did become a new page. But we are giving you your Shots shout out, Rob. Shots we love you, Rob. Uh, also, Joy, uh, Joy Goffrin Kluge. Hope I said that right. Brenda Rosenquist, Ashley Fetzler, Robin. Maybe it's Robin from Real World San Diego. We got to get her on. Ruben M. Orlando. Thanks to you guys. We can well, dig into that. let's try mm-hmm. to get into some Robin. All right. Speaking of getting into some Robin, Mark Long will be our guest in Chicago on November the twenty third at, Ch- at the Chicago Improv. You like that segue, D? Tickets are not on sale yet, but you can get tickets soon. Survivor Series weekend in Chi-Town, D's hometown. It's going to be a great day. But you know what you can get tickets to is Challenge Mania Live, San Francisco. The craziest lineup we've ever had, especially if, if Isaac Stout comes to that thing. Are you kidding me? Tickets to ChallengeMania.Live, our new website where you can get tickets to everything. Cobb's Comedy Club on Saturday, September the 7th. And also Sunday, October the 13th, the day before Columbus Day. Columbus is an asshole. The day before Columbus Day, however, we will be laughing, not about Columbus, but about the challenge at the Philly Punchline Sunday, October 13th. Tickets are available already for ChallengeMania.Live at Philly. And here's the thing. We have Anissa announced. We're working on some other guests. It's going to be a good one. We're going to put together a fun lineup for this one. I promise you. Okay? I promise you guys. Fun lineup. And we're going to the Rocky statue. We're definitely going to the Rocky statue. It's a must. All right? Next we're up jogging on, up the stairs to the Rocky statue. Next up on Meet the Patrons is going to be Joshua Walk, our good buddy. He won uh, oh. the Survivor Contest. We're going to be talking to him. He's a favorite of ours. Hopefully we'll see him soon waka, in the Challenge Man Live. Waka, waka, waka is right. Thank you to all of our patrons. Thank you for that new patron we have, Benny, the Ultimate Maniac Rodriguez. Really appreciate you, brother. And uh, we will talk to you guys soon. we got some fun content coming to you guys next week. We're going to keep the plugs coming because we got that Zombie Sailor pin we need you guys to sell out, ZombieSailor.com. We've got all these live shows we need you to buy tickets to. we got the merch at ChallengeMania.shop. we got a lot of stuff to plug. That's why you guys got two podcasts this week, all right? Don't say we didn't do anything for you, all right? I'm going to go do uh, the Ultimate Warrior dance right now uh, right. because of that new new uh, patron the ultimate maniac i'm Look gonna go do the that. ultimate warrior right, right now ready? so i'm gonna go all right see ya all thanks right, everybody bop 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 all right guys this is your time here on challenge mania take care of yourselves and hopefully we'll see you in the future San Francisco. We are so excited to come and do Challenge Mania Live at Cobb's Comedy Club on September 7th. I'm a big fan of San Francisco. One of my favorite movies ever took place in San Francisco. The Rock with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. Do you mean me, Scott? Yes, I I do, Sean. Is that you right there? Yes, it is me. 
The Rock has become a tourist attraction? Well, yeah, it has, but we're not doing the show at The Rock, Alcatraz. We're doing it at Cobb's Comedy Club. We're doing it. We put together the best lineup ever. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fight. No, 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 don't, don't say the rest. Don't say the rest. We've got Abram Boise, Darrell Taylor, Kahana Grindstaff, some of the best storytellers in the history of the challenge, and of course, me and DKO as well. Tickets on sale at challengemania.live. What do you have to say about that? That's a pretty great blueprint for an amazing live show. My blueprint was in my head. I, I know. Look, I, I don't even know how I'm talking to you right now. Maniacs, get your tickets. Challengemania.live, Saturday, September 7th, in the Bay Area, San Francisco, San Francisco. All I want to know is, are you happy with your haircut?